Got some invites to speak. If you need room, you can just take me off. I just like to say hi. No, we'll be good. You should you should stay on, and it's a pretty good uh, free form one tonight where we're just gonna talk some ball, talk some Top Shot, and then Caterade from Record Shop's gonna come on and give us the lowdown on what's going on with that project. Should have Mark here soon. I know he was. Uh, Having some afternoon beverages, so maybe, maybe he's already snoozing. Is Dave, is Dave coming on here? Dave said he was probably swinging by. Friday night is his, uh, him and the wife night, so it's sometimes tough for him to get on. Especially East Coast, where we got that West Coast style over here, where I'm just getting the night started. You watching ball tonight, Spence? I am gonna watch later. Yeah, we we have some family over, and we're we're covering pumpkins right now. Are you doing a Scotty Barnes tribute pumpkin? <laughs> That's a great idea. Actually. Hi. I, never, I never thought of that. Hey, your kids are on the wolf den. That was my ten-year-old. Yep. I will mute. Oh, you're at the airport. Okay, sounds good. We should get Joey Hammer here. Joey Hammer, who was Wolf of the Week, but then, but then uh, Curtis kind of stole your Wolf of the Week badge by getting the Island Boy cover for the Wolf Pack. You got speaking. Coach, you want to talk tonight? We're just kind of free-flowing here. And then everybody shout out at Mark. He's supposed to be, he has a whole list of things he was going to talk about and join us, and uh, he's AWOL. All right, is there a link to retweet this guy out? Yeah, at the bottom there, you should be able to... Uh, share it copy the link and share it yep how are you doing tonight nebraska doing really well just uh oh wife's giving me a hard time doesn't don't spend enough time with her so uh <laughs> um i'm doing well she's just giving me a hard time that i'm joining this she's like you already do so much on top shot like <laughs> what what my wife has the same thing what is it about hanging out with guys you've never actually met in real life that you find so interesting it's, i know she's like i'm like oh and i you know it's my wolf pack and it's just it just always goes down usually it's just yes <laughs> uh, trying to explain it all very, very much so i'm 100 percent banned from playing the island boy wolf pack song at my house right now oh my god yes i i play, yeah it's amazing that was amazing. It was really amazing. Yeah, it was. I, I, I was like, this. these guys are so stupid. But then yeah. once they start singing our tune, I was like, all right. I oh, yeah. It. It's like watching a bad movie that you're like, this is terrible, but it's so bad it's good, you know? <laughs> yeah, such a unique flow. Definitely. <laughs> Caterade, how are you doing tonight? All right. 
We should test your mic. Last time you were on, you had you were like in an echo chamber. Hello. Hey. Right, How y'all? Good. You How y'all doing? Good. You sound good tonight. Well, that's great. <laughs> that's a plus. Yeah, totally. You just had a delay last time we were on, so it was uh, didn't work out so well. Why don't we? I agree. Yeah, it was not as easy last time. Yeah, definitely. Um, any Dwayne Wade's dropped yet? Has anybody got a Dwayne Wade? I bought three. I haven't. I don't um, open them yet, though. I did also buy three. I uh, I totally misread because they said you get one of three Dwayne Wade moments, which I thought meant that maybe it was like if you buy three packs, you'll get a you know some variety. Yeah. But I realized that was like his run it back. On the... Yeah, his it meant his run it back, his archive, and then this was that one. So I was like, all right, I bought three. All right, okay, cool. Still have coming soon on my packs page. So stay should yeah, stay should say should say stay tuned on the pack. I like the pack though, and see. I'm sure that it's a vintage vibes, right? So I'm sure it'll be used for a challenge in the future. They mentioned it will be used next week in a challenge for sure. With that many mints though, I mean that mint number is not gonna matter. That thing's gonna be cheap. I wonder Yes, totally. I wondered if the challenge will involve something where you could stack that Dwayne Wade, maybe. Yeah. I could see that maybe. So maybe it's it's one where you're like you can do all ten as the Dwayne Wade potentially. And the longer they don't have it coming, then our friend Sport can make more memes about when the Dwayne Wade is coming, which is the best part of the day lately. So, does that have yeah. a badge on it? The the Wade moment coming? Championship maybe? Yeah, I, I think. Assume? Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's a good question. Do you know Nebraska? Is it from? The 0506, or is it from? They wouldn't do a later era one. It has to be 0506. I think I think they're keeping it in the same year ranges. If yeah. there's anything, it would be from the 1314, possibly because that was the other set. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe. Yep. Yep. That'd be the only other option, I think. Yeah. So it's most likely the same era as the Shack one with the same championship badge on it. Now I was curious about this D Wade with 230,000 mints. Is this going to be the most popular trade ticket? That's what we were thinking. I had that same. Me and my brothers yeah. are saying that. I had that same thought because if it's you know the the, the rumor is it's going to be five hundred tickets to get a season one pack, so maybe there's something to that. If people start selling these for two or three dollars, like they <coughs> like to, maybe that is worth buying fifty or sixty of them. I mean, I, I think that that's what we're going to see at least initially is people just going pissed off because they didn't they misunderstood and they bought three, and yep. they're going to dump two. Yep. See, I knew I was that, getting that, three at the same moment. I still bought three. <laughs> I, I did. I, I, did too. <laughs> I like ripping packs, and I knew it was coming in a pack. I, I know. Like, you know what? I'll probably open one and just save two in a pack. Like, yeah. I I still plan on doing that, but I know myself, and I'm gonna get like a two hundred thousand serial number, yeah. and then I'm gonna be like, oh, I want packs, and I'm gonna be like. No, this this pack yes. right here is going to be a number ten. I can feel it. You know. Yes. <laughs> Actually, pulled a number the sixty-five. One. Clay Thompson in the reward today. Congrats. Ooh, that's a nice one. My lowest ever. It's the second best one I've heard today. Are you uh, holding or are you trying to to sell it? Oh no, I'll just hold. No like judgment. It. No judgment. I'm holding. I I think it's special when you get something low. I mean, as much as I could, sell it and then go get like a different cereal. It's just kind of nice. What's our clay watch at right now? What's the clay floor? Oh, let's see here. Last time I saw it was like 125 bucks, which yeah, is not bad for a clay. 
126. That's all right. Was aiming that it was going to be around 90 to 100 dollars. Him and the own the moment team. Okay. I I don't know. I feel like there is some demand, and there's no clay moments coming for, you know, at least what two or three months. I just like clay. The guy's a pretty short-sighted projection. Yeah. I just think that's going to be higher. I, I really do think it's 150 plus. Yeah, I kind of do too. Maybe devalued, you know, when the next clay comes up. But clay with a badge. I mean, if we're talking, he was just missed the 75 top 75 he's the 77th best player of all time that's pretty good (laughs) yeah i mean i just kind of think of it like this i mean like when you're talking about like comparable mint counts and just as simple as like a steph curry seeing stars is ten thousand, right and that thing hung over a hundred dollars for it's still, I think, over a hundred dollars, even with the scene. Yeah, stars I bought Luca on scene stars at like one seventy five back in the day, yeah. and it's yeah, still and I, creeping now back towards that. I'm sure. Yeah, Luca's definitely going down. They're all going down right now. But I guess my point is, is that if they can hang above ten thousand, I mean, if they hang above a hundred uh, for this long at ten thousand mint without badges, I, I think Clay falls in a category that, I mean, how many MVP? I mean, how many MVPs? But how many All Star game appearances? How many? You know how many rings does he have? I think yeah. he's worth it. I think so too. What was the, he has a record? I mean, okay. Well, Steph has kind of let him, and Kerr has, I guess, let let him keep the record. But Clay has a record for points in a quarter, right? Or three pointers in a quarter? He's got both. <laughs> both. Yeah, he's got. I think he's got the record for most threes in a game, and he has the record for most threes in a quarter and most points in a quarter. Yeah. 37 points in a quarter? Yeah. So when Clay's yeah. back and healthy, does the shootout be able to, you know, like, Steph can start going after it or what? I feel like uh, Steph could have broken it if he wanted to. That's a tough record to break. Yeah. True. <laughs> I mean, it's like T-Mac 13 points in 32 seconds stuff. Yes. The, yeah, that was insane. Yeah, it's he's he's loaded with stats. I know. I agree. This moment, you're right. At 120 bucks, it might be undervalued, and that is crazy to think it'll be 90 bucks. Unless we are going for a dreaded dip here, where just everything's down, but that's still temporary. Do we really think this is a dip, or is this just an adjustment to how many new moments there are? I mean, we we all recognize that the, the user count's not. I mean, the, it's not increasing rapidly, right? It's been pretty stagnant. There's been new users, but how much yep. money are they putting in? It's just mm-hmm. people. Are, I think all the diehards are still putting in money. And yes, there is some reshuffling a lot of it, but I know I'm putting in more money. I know a lot of us in yep. the, the group text uh, yep. in the group chat, we're putting in money and we're just sure. picking our spots wisely. You know, like in my opinion to spice up some of the collecting is they do need to gamify things more. And I know like hardcore's coming, but I think another way they could do it is take the same type of, um, system that moment ranks play uses and just incorporated right into top shots website where they can reward people things like nfts or packs for Mm -hmm. their best daily scores like that's just so simple like how how can they not start doing stuff like that to just get people on the web like i would go on top shot every day if there was hey submit a lineup and you might win a pack if you like it's easy you just take your own moments you own and the market would increase like they need to do stuff like that in my opinion which that I, is I mean, true. It kind of yeah. reflects what I'm trying to get going here at Record Shop with like community and like utility and gamification. So I actually just speaking of Record Shop, just got my third and fourth pack today for the 
I'm still real new into it. I kept missing the drops for some reason, and I got my third and fourth pack today. Opened one, sealed the other. Awesome. Just very, very optimistic about the future of it because music, I don't know about everybody else, is a big part of my life, and it's just uh, – I'm still curious to see how you can NFT it. You know, it's I'm still wrapping my brain around it, so I'm really excited to hear you talk about it later. Yeah, absolutely. We could even go into that now if you want to. That's a good segue. I'm down. Sounds good to me. How, what What is the future of Record Shop long term? You know, the zoom out, not the not what's this weekend, but where where do you think this sort of music and NFTs is headed? Well, is I think this... the a big thing in NFTs in general that's happening is just the creators and artists are getting paid. Right, they're getting their share that they deserve. Um, and that's kind of what Record Shop is about is artists don't get their share. So now that we can incorporate uh, collectibles that can be traded and they're making money every single time an item sold where, you know, it doesn't matter if a floor is dropping because if a floor is dropping, something's selling and an artist is getting paid then every single time. So it's like it's healthy and it's, you know, cyclical. It's really cool to see like for the past two months, especially. And it sort of removes the the recording industry in a way too, you know, from taking a lot of the money, like traditionally in the music industry, the, you know, they get 10 cents a spin or they get, you know, every CD sold, you got so many points. So that's a way that maybe artists can also, musicians can get more pay. Yeah. And not just that, I think the way that Spotify works is if you're not the like, you know, top 2%, those are the ones who actually make a decent amount per play. Yes. Or even if you are, you know, have a decent amount of track plays per month, you're not making a, a very good amount of money. It just doesn't come. Yes. Where now, you know, you can make exclusive tracks and unique things to your fans and say, hey, you have to come to Record Shop and you support us more this way. We make more money this way. And you can make money by, you can download the track, say, if you buy a collectible. And then you can sell it to a friend or somebody else in the market. And then they can download the track and sell it again. Like, Everybody benefits and the artists benefit. Do you think that there will be an integration? <clears throat> Say I want to listen to all these songs and I have to go to the website on Record Shop. Is there some sort of thing where like it'll eventually be a music player app on my phone? I'm not sure exactly what they have in the works for that. Um, I do know they have a way in the works of an easier way to listen to all of your tracks that you own. Okay, cool. Yeah, because that would make sense. If it's going to be one of my sources for listening to music, the ease of it, you know, the ease of doing yeah. that is a big part of that. That's a big part of the thing that they're working on, too, is just the, um, hey, like, let's make it easier for them to listen to all, like, all of their tracks, randomize them, etc. It would be cool if there was a way they could bridge that gap to me putting those, I pull a card on Record Shop, and then it unlocks it on Spotify or something like that, too, so I can or Apple Music, or what, whatever it is, you know? Yeah, the main thing, too, though, is to just keep it on record shops where right. they're going to keep their collectibles in the uh, you know marketplace and in the ecosystem. Because if it goes to Spotify, then it makes it less exclusive, and it doesn't make their music as limited, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. So, here's a, yeah. Here, here's a nerdy question. What... What's the quality like on Record Shop right now? You know, like how you can choose your, you know, is it 320 hertz? Is it, will we ever get to a point where it's like fully lossless 
audio. Oh, I'm actually not sure on those specs, but I do know that they're working on some audio enhancements right now. Like they had mentioned that in the recent release notes. Yeah. Okay. Let me actually copy some of those here so you can post them up. But pretty much what happens is Josh from our dev team posted just a small recent update about some of the dev notes that they wrote. Just go to my announcements here in the Discord. Because as a bit of an audio file, that would be a big thing for me is if I'm buying the song as an NFT, if I can get, you know, if I can get it at this lossless quality or some type of, you know, very high quality is is definitely what I'm looking for as a music guy. Absolutely. And then, okay, so here's this. Let me just send it to you in DM, Chase. So this weekend, they've announced today on Record Shop that they're going to have their first challenge. Nebraska, you like a challenge. Are you going to be the kind of guy that is, gets in more into Record Shop by going into a challenge? No. <laughs> Who was that directed towards? I was asking Nebraska. I was saying yeah, now so that I Record thought. Shop has a ch- has a challenge. Are you going to be more inclined to do the challenge? Because I'm, I it piqued my interest. Sorry about that. Move He's over here. He's <laughs> <on> Sorry. <laughs> um, so challenge was intriguing. I definitely am trying to take a, a more of a sit back and wait and see approach and just kind of collect some packs, not sell anything. Um, and just kind of see where it goes and just kind of be involved. Um, I don't know, and mainly because my top shot addiction drives most of my uh, interest. <laughs> um, I think it's just one of those things I'm just intrigued, greatly intrigued by. So I can know to, I can talk about that a little bit. So yeah, I actually please. helped design this first challenge. Um, so it was the first time I actually got to work with some of the teams that I haven't yet to on the record shop team. So that was really cool. And then when I was with those teams, I actually was given a brief preview of some things they were working on. The, the, the dev team is, and I like legitimately audibly said like, holy shit, like in the meeting, <laughs> I was Ooh. like, like, I didn't know about some of it. Cause I'm kind of just, I don't like to dig too much into things that aren't my team. And I like, was like blown away. So I'm like, I was super hyped, but yeah, I helped kind of architect this challenge with a bunch of other people but you know it takes actually a lot of people to do like a challenge so i'm excited to see how it turns out is there any details of the challenge that have been released or just just that todd terry is going to be there and sort of that'll be the announcement of it so yeah tomorrow morning at 11 eastern so if y'all are early birds just hop into our discord on record shop and he is going to release all that info. So he is going to let everybody know tomorrow, and then we'll uh, release everything else on our socials about the challenge requirements. Mm, nice. That sounds awesome. <laughs> so hold your Todd Terry stuff is what you're telling me. Todd Terry's going to yeah. let you know what you need. Yeah, okay. I, I think I got a Todd exactly Terry what today. You need, but Todd Terry's going to let you know what you need. I think if we're deducing anything from this, I did notice that the usual – dumb undercutters were selling some Todd Terry stuff today for far too cheap. So maybe it's time to go throw 20 bucks in on Todd Terry's. Yeah. It's funny in my position too, because I I can't buy or sell packs on the secondary market, but I can participate in pack drops 
and buy just individual cards. Okay. So for the challenge tomorrow, I got to wait till obviously announcement to do anything. But um, I bought three packs today on the pack drop, and I still have three of um, Todd Terry's cards and one of the other artist's cards and one of the artifacts cards left. So I did not um, get all of the cards if all of the cards were required, which I'm not going to tell you that information. Right. Okay. <laughs> got it. Got it. Steve, do you have record shop packs? You're one of our resident pack stackers. I've got one pack. I haven't yep. opened it though. So I was in the, the original uh, drop, I think. Okay. Yep. Those ones were good too. Cause I think they were all pretty limited. And pack as a challenge, a lot yeah, they them. are. Yeah, the opening's fun, and you know they've done a recent sort of redesign of the website. When you're looking at your cards, there it kind of has this. You touch the card, and it almost looks like your thumb goes across the screen or something. I don't know how to describe it, but it looks really cool. Yeah, they started putting this feature. It's in the bottom right corner. It's like purple, where you can put yeah. card cards in your hand, and it's going to be able to start unlocking some of the utility that the cards bring with them. So, so one of the first one ones. At a time? I was curious about you can hold that up box. To five. I, I dropped uh, one on accident in there, and I couldn't figure out what the heck it was doing in there. <laughs> yeah. So and then you can take it out by uh, like holding shift and clicking the card. But mm -hmm. once you have cards in your actual hand, they're going to have utility activated in the future here shortly. Um, so that will be really interesting to see kind of what everything kind of connects and how the little secrets unlock, in my opinion. That that's exciting. I'm I'm thoroughly excited. Now I'm going to throw all these random things in my hand and hope something happens. <laughs> we I did that for an hour today actually in our Discord. That's the stuff that we do. Is like um, we have four cards right now: the peace, love, unity, and respect cards. Mm -hmm. And our CEO in the Discord chat today, he was like, he was like, hey, like, you know, it might be a good idea to collect all those. There might be a rare card coming. So it was like. I put all the cards in my hand and I was trying to do a bunch of combinations, you know, and like uh, everyone in the chat was like watching me and like throwing opinions out, like try these. And I was trying to burn things. I was throwing the lighter in my hand. It was, it was a fun time. <laughs> That's yeah, really cool. I, mean, I never even thought about that. Cause I mean, if you put it in top shot terms, that would be a really cool feature where if you could stack five guys together to make a lineup and boom, something interesting happened. That's a really cutting yep. edge idea. I think that's cool. That's a really cool idea. That adds utility. Hmm. Like if you took like five or, or three of your Dwayne Wade, you know, vintage vibes moments and combined it into like a different type of D Wade moment that's maybe a little bit less min count or something. That's <laughs> exactly what I was just thinking in my head is like, how can we <laughs> utilize this in Top Shot? <laughs> it's cool though that that's like. As well as like create a new pipeline or something. I've been talking more with just like more of my teams and um, just talking about games and gamification and the history of games that I've been through, like Apex Legends, Rocket League, like even back in the day, you know, Sega games and just the way set up, the way they set up unique things within the game that make things interesting and get me to like want to play every day or, you know, keep me coming back like for a weekend or a special event type thing. Like that's the stuff that we're like really jotting notes down for and like thinking about to make sure that people like stay on their toes. 
So. I was just thinking about all the uh, wolves who like to stack a ton of moments. If you could turn your 50 stack into like a, a super Marcus smart, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> you create a legendary moment by clipping together so many commons or something. That's, that's a really cool idea. I think they personally need to like make it more of a social thing on Top Shot though for that for that aspect. Like if you have fifty stacked Van Vliet's, like they should show that leaderboard somewhere where you can view every NBA player and the leaders, and like maybe the only the top ten, and then like that just makes competition. You know, like if you guys ever um, looked at the four types of like gamers. No, what are the four types of gamers? Let me look this up quick. One second. Four gamer player types. I, it was I'm, mentioned I, in a blog from our CEO. It's called uh, Bartle's player player types for gamification. Yeah, I've heard this before. I can't recall them though. Well, pretty much in any game, you have these four player types. There's the achiever, which is pretty much somebody who wants to show off their friends or progression. There's an explorer who wants to, you know, just maybe in GTA Five, just fly around and check out the island. Maybe look for Easter eggs. And then there's the socializer who is really there to just like make friends, um, you know, play a lot of the Facebook type games where you can connect through just chat and people go farm your stuff or, you know, whatnot. And then there's the killers who want to be, you know, they like to kill, like the, obviously killing games is what it's focused on, but it really means like, hey, I want to be the best and the top 1% at a product. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, just, they they want to be top dog, plain and simple. Yeah, they're like an ex, uh, like a like a hyped up version of an achiever. But that's the sense of like you can go to any NFT project and the gamification around it, and you're gonna have those types of players everywhere. It's interesting to think it like that, but I think as these NFTs continue to grow and we see these things evolve and it becomes more standard common practice for these things that be included, regardless if it's record shop or top shot or whatever it may be, then I think we'll start seeing those things kind of the trends, I guess you will, you know, if you will. Yep. What now I know when you said top shot needs a leaderboard, didn't they used to have a leaderboard? I know it's a little before my time. So I know third party apps like evaluate market and like own the moment have posted like if you go into a moment, it'll show you the top owners. Yeah, but I'm not sure Top Shot or I'm not sure Top Shot does that on their actual UI. Our, Steve, our resident historian, didn't I thought you mentioned maybe they used to have leaderboards right on the website itself? Maybe I'm mistaken. No, they never had it uh, on when almost like on on Top Shot. Yeah. No, no, it was never on Top Shot. I've been asking for it forever. This See, exact that's what I'm talking, talking about, about, Steve. Sorry. Yeah, it like kind of shows your fandom, right? Like it'll it'll yeah. rank people and like be like, yeah, like look at that. That guy owns like a thousand LeBron. Yeah, well, like... I mean, like I I, I would want to do it smart so it's not just waited for people like myself, like, like uh, or a ton of commons or yeah, because like myself and Alexa would be on every single leaderboard, and that's not really fun. I, I think there's a smarter way to do it, maybe by week. So like, oh, like mm -hmm. who's, who's the top Raptors fan this week, right? Um, because at least that way, anyone can make the leaderboard. Yep, that's a really good idea. And having someone be the top guy of the week might inspire that guy to keep sinking in and investing and collecting and, you know, which well, is good for us all. that goes to the fact that if they incorporate like a moment ranks play and they start getting people in a system like that where they're ranked, 
like then you can have these are the best Lakers at the game inside of NBA Top Shot. So it'd be like out of all the Lakers fans, these ones are the best at the at the game, which it could be like Daily Fantasy or you know, it could just be you got to create a team out of all the Lakers moments you have from any series and that's the lineup you have to use for the Lakers tonight. And like maybe like there's not a moment out yet for that Laker that's like Russ, you know? Like maybe you you can't use Russ then until he has a moment. Oh, that's an interesting idea. That's the gamification is all I'm trying to get at. Yeah, and so you and this is something you think Record Shop is really trying to push and you're helping push this forward on it. I want to make sure like they obviously get the framework down, but I want to mix it up and like make people not just like, oh wow, this is always going to be the same or like, you know, I'm bored of it, you know, type thing. Cause I, I got that way with Top Shot for a lot of things. And I'm glad that they switched it up with like showcase challenges um, that like added a huge layer. But that's the kind of things where, you know, there's just so much different stuff you can do with gamification and that, and that kind of aspect. Is uh, Record Shop always going to be sort of electronic music focused or will that be something where they start branching off into different styles and that might also play into the gamification so they're focused on electronic music right now um but i'm almost positive that they're focused like eventually on expanding but they just want to this is just the perfect like genre for what they're building so i'm not exactly sure i guess on the future answer I mean, just speaking from a music fan myself, if hip hop gets integrated, I would be blowing it up. Yeah. And like they actually, we have people in the discord that say that too, like, Hey, we would love other types of music. And we definitely hear that. And I, and I'm assuming like with the success of the electronic music here, that that will come is my, is my opinion. It's definitely where I'm into it, but yes, the music I'm into isn't in there yet. But if there was artists I love, I would be really into it as well. And today was actually our first theme pack. I guess I didn't even mention that when I hopped in here. So if you haven't been on Record Shop, we, in the past, we've had kind of a mixed bag of electronic music based on genre. Like, you know, you could have house to trance to, you know, different subgenres of EDM in the same box as our first couple of drops where this drop was our first one where it was all house music and all house music artists. So it was like, Hey, if you're a house music fan, this is a perfect drop for you. And it was uh, a lot more centralized that way. Will they do artist specific drops in the future? They mentioned that was an option. Yeah. They've definitely talked about that in the discord a bit. I could see that just being a cool way to get in new people too. If that artist is like, Hey, come get my specific pack of, whatever the 10 you know right yeah it just like shows you like the different types of ideas that can float around right like uh you know once we get a leaderboard or some type of thing that shows the top the top artists on the site then you could go um and pull that information and and then say hey let's just like release maybe a pack with the the top artists or fan favorites like there's just so much you can do um that's not tied to the way that top shots tied to things if that makes sense top shot is very intricate because you have to be careful how many players you release on each team and like players get traded it's like a it's like a huge intricate system where record shop is kind of a little bit more we don't have those types of barriers i guess 
or restraints. When's the next drop? Do we have that information? We don't yet. Okay. So I would expect news on that probably within the next week, at least to get an idea of what, what like the actual news for it. But no, we don't have any information yet. Okay. I've been liking the drops too. I found this one was the smoothest experience I had on the platform today. That's good to hear. We uh, they had a cool down period, which was obvious when you go into the Discord chat that people were um, getting the cool down. But I still got, saw a lot of people with some packs that looked like, which is awesome. I, I bought three, but I saw somebody with like 45 packs. So <laughs> 45. Yeah, I was like, man, they must have been really patient because. So what happened was when the cooldown hit, if you're trying to buy one within that cooldown period, I think it got canceled, and then that pack eventually gets put back up for sale. But, like, right away it takes, I think, a minute for them to get put back on the shelf, so to speak. So then over the course of the hour, you know, they're, they're like, sold out, but then not sold out as more get, you know, people are getting denied, and then it's getting available to be purchased again in this in a sense it's the way that it has to go right now through shopify is what i'm getting at so yep well that's good to know so hang around and try to snipe a couple before uh that are coming back on that's nice to know for next time <laughs> yeah and they i don't know if they even told the exact cooldown time but they do know or they did say there's a cooldown so it was nice to see all of like the new faces today, and you could see how many were uh, Todd Terry fans, who was the main face of the house drop today, and they were like so hyped to get a pack, and you know, and not not like a small group of people got a huge chunk of the packs like it has in the past, where they sell out in three minutes. So I, I am curious, um, kind of bringing it back to Top Shot too, is um, with the Kevin Durant you know, and the, the, their kind of big sponsorship and they, even Dwayne Wade now, I mean, just and the rookies that they're bringing in and just really doing that kind of marketing. Do you guys have like your Moby Dick white whale that you guys are going after that <laughs> have that moment where it just is like, I mean, Todd Terry's great today. Is yeah, there, yeah, is yeah. No, I know what you, you guys mean. have on the map. Um, so honestly, I can't really talk about who we have in the works. Um, I know that there's some awesome names coming, but I can't really – I get it. I get it. <laughs> That's I hadn't thought of that too. How there's you know on Top Shot there's the like when do we get Kobe or when do we get Michael Jordan on Record Shop? It has that like when do we get Calvin Harris or something? When, you yeah, know, when like, is Daft Punk dropping? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Um, thanks, Caterade. Thanks for filling us in on all the record shop stuff. I know you said you had um, a, a hell of a forty-eight hours. So you, you didn't want to be up all night. So I do appreciate you coming and filling us in because I know a bunch of the wolves and other people seem to be pretty interested in the product. And I just can't stop thinking about this, how you can put the cards together and unlock other things. That's just so so cool. It blew my mind. Absolutely. Did I cut out there for a second? Yeah, you cut out there for a second. Sorry, my bad. My phone's uh, screen went to uh, sleep there while I was talking and I didn't notice. So essentially, what was the last question you asked me before I cut out? Or was I about to answer? We were talking about having that white whale band, and then we were saying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So essentially what I uh, – too long didn't read of what I said. Too long didn't listen of what I said was um, we don't necessarily have one lined up, and I can't talk too much about 
like the future artists. Like there's not a specific one that we would need to succeed right now. We have some awesome artists coming on board that I just can't say too much. Um, but I will say that I think with successful drops like today that we won't necessarily need a Moby Dick type uh, artist to be successful, if that makes sense. I love it. I appreciate it. Yeah, right on. That was awesome, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, and if you have any questions, uh, like I'm literally in our Discord all day. It's a fun place. We actually are over like 4,100 members now. So coming out with us, uh, you'll see me on the right-hand side. You can message me, ping me if you want to say hi. Um, I'm there to be supportive of the Wolfpack and everything Top Shot too. So coming out with us and join Record Shop. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I can still remember in the Wolfpack when you posted the screenshot of like, I just got offered a job with this guy, you know, and now <laughs> I was you like, are... oh shit, man. I was like, guys, I'm literally quitting my job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're... I oh, quitting my job. Getting a ass in this world. <laughs> yeah. Now you're Seriously, like fully man, integrated. I think that was what, yeah. Mid August I started at record shop and I started as a collector and then I had a support ticket that was open. And, um, yeah, it was funny. I was emailing the support team and Obi responded the CEO responded to make sure like I was being helped. And I was like, yeah, your team is awesome. Like I have a support background and you know, it's better than anything I've dealt with. And he's like, well, do you want a job? And I was like, <laughs> uh, sweet. Yeah. It sounds good. Like I just took another job, but I'll leave that job. It was, it was just a crazy month in my life. I was moving places. It was, there's a lot going on. Where are they based out of record shop? International. International, yeah. Everywhere. I mean, we truly international are waters. International. Yeah. I'm not exactly sure the city that we're based out of, but Okay, that's that's No, we have it's crazy to wake up and I have friends and coworkers in South Africa and Europe and Asia and South America and it's it's wild Hawaii. Yeah, that is cool. And music is so international too, you know, that's so that's where there's such a big chance for this product to go huge. Oh, and that makes the EDM thing make a lot more sense too that you guys are so international it's kind of a international music you know it doesn't yes. really have to be mm -hmm. any specific country you can enjoy it you know so um, we're always happy I mean I love hearing about this so I want to talk more with you maybe offline sometime but uh, thanks for no yeah today. and I definitely have to come on here again too guys I I've literally been so busy the last month I feel like I've been abandoning the wolf pack but we need to get a discord going so it's easier to keep track of things because we have so much conversation that can be separated in different rooms and stuff and it would be uh, a lot easier to catch up and stay up to date with everyone. You know, we're a bunch of grumpy old dudes about that discord thing. <laughs> Anything. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I know what you mean. It's just uh, that Twitter chat gets, gets wild. It's, it's endless. It's endless. It takes sometimes an hour to get caught up, man. <laughs> My morning routine is now I wake up earlier than I used to before I go to work. I get a coffee, then I go back in bed, and I open and I go through the morning's Twitter thread. <laughs> I'll wake up some mornings and it'll be like five a.m. and I'll be like, "Man, this this thread literally never stops. Like, it's just always going. It's, it's so much fun though. Like, I would never change it. But oh, it is. It's too much fun." um that was great man thanks for thanks for doing that we really appreciate that yeah no i appreciate you guys letting me come on here and uh give a little more detail about the site and you know honestly if you're a music lover if you're a gamer if 
if you're any of those things or you just like community, just come hang out. And tune in tomorrow when? At 10.30? No, what was the time for the challenge? 11 a.m. Eastern. So 11 a.m. Eastern, we'll have Todd in the Discord, and he will announce the challenge. So if you're about to come do this challenge, you better be there. Okay, that sounds awesome. <laughs> you yeah. are the best. I've had a busy few days. I'm going to probably dip out here a little bit early, and I won't hear most of the spaces, but I appreciate you all letting me come on and uh, discuss a little bit more. Yeah, no worries. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks, Gatorade. Later, y'all. Peace, Gabe. Wolf out. <laughs> Mark, are you going to come in here with some trivia questions? Absolutely, absolutely. Good evening. How are you doing, guys? Good, good. Dude, so far, so good. So yeah, far, so good. Was, uh, Way better now, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome listening to Caterade. I, as, a, as, as a record shop um, aficionado, it was cool to hear some of that stuff. Um, you know, one of my favorite sets that I have is the tribal set. I don't know if if we have anybody in here that's a uh, that's a tribal fan, but tribal trap, really cool set. Um, and if if anybody is an OG and has the OG set, um, I don't even know. I, I had some technical difficulties, but um, Record Shop dropped the first rare card to the holders of the the record shop og set so some pretty cool stuff going on there that was cool listening to caterade nice job fellas that was awesome yeah it really looks like they're thinking outside the box on ways to integrate the cards together and bring the game and the music which is super cool absolutely absolutely so, so how many trivia questions you got Oh, I've got, I can, well, I've got a couple, uh, maybe like six or seven that we could do. I don't know how many you're looking for. I don't know how many Diallos we've got to give away. I know Steve had, uh, had put some up and, and some other wolves had put some up. So how many do we need? Yeah, probably, I don't know. Five questions is probably good. All right. We can do that. We can do that. You, is there anybody here that you want to uh, you want to choose? Maybe select a uh, person. Now, do we want to ask them, or do you want to quiz Nebraska, and then if he gets it? Okay. Um, I don't know, Nebraska. Chase, what are you thinking, Nebraska? You you want to get quizzed, yeah, or do you want to put? The hit me with the trivia, bro. Oh, I love okay. it. I love it. So all you guys listening right now, what we're gonna do is uh, Mark's gonna lay out some questions to Nebraska, and if he gets it right you win a moment so uh let's say jr boston you're our first guy so if 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 he gets the first question right you win a moment Ooh, some pressure too all right yeah he's pressure really i know he's gonna he's gonna send you to, like, angry tweets after if you don't yeah <laughs> i'm gonna end up having to give out like guilty like moments like yeah. oh. like, like <laughs> oh yeah. here's a backup gift because i screwed up <laughs> <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna join in the angry tweeting, Nebraska. You better get it right. <laughs> All right, sh should we ease into this or should we jump in like into the deep end? What do you What do you think? Yo, hit me with whatever. All right, all right. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, All right, Jr. Get get your angry tweet ready, Jr. <laughs> All right, we'll, I'll I'll guide you through this, Nebraska. I'll guide you through this. So. Okay. So Wilt Chamberlain owns the record for the most points per game as an NBA rookie, right? But what I want to know is who is number six on that list? 
as a rookie, he averaged 28.2 points per game. Um, he played uh, as a rookie in the Windy City. Okay. That is uh, Derek Rose. So he played in the Windy City and then went on to retire to play baseball in the Windy City. Uh, okay, Michael Jordan. There you go. All right, we got a winner. I, mean, I love I it. I thought you were going to – I thought – I was thinking you were going to hit me with a harder one out of the gate then because I was like, can't be MJ. Can't be I thought that too. I thought it was going to be Pippen or something because I thought it was trying to trick you. So JR is going to uh, send you an angry tweet. Sorry, JR. Man, I overthought that one. My bad, JR. It's all right. It's all right. He got it Mark, right. Do, he got it right. You have a bunch of wolves lined up here, Mark. You can choose who you want to ask the next question to. Oh, that's cool. You got right. Vito. Maybe you got Joey Hammer. You got Steve. You got Spence. Spence thinks he's really smart about basketball and stuff. All right, let, let's sure. let, let's throw let's throw a question Spence's way. Spence, you Spence. down? Or is he putting a kid to bed? Come on. That does happen. No, I, no. I couldn't find the mute button. Yeah, he's there. I'm, I'm here. Okay. Uh, okay. All right, so we're going to give JR another shot here. JR is still on deck here. JR, Spence is in your hands now. All right. Uh, we're going we're gonna to make sure that JR gets a moment. All right, you ready, Spence? Yep, ready. All right. As the resident Wolfpack Spurs fan, naturally living in New York State, right, how many seasons – did David Robinson and Tim Duncan play together? It was between five and seven seasons. Okay, hang on a sec. Let me think about this because Duncan was his first season was ninety-seven. I want to say. Uh, I think it was. I think it was in the eighties. I think it was like eighty nine. No, no, no. Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan. Oh, Duncan. Yeah, yeah. Robinson was like eighty nine. Yeah, yeah, he was old. So that, they made the finals that first year. I think so. Ninety seven. They did. Ninety eight. Ninety nine. One, two, three. Hang on. I don't want to get. I don't want to. I don't want to get two in a row wrong here. I'm gonna go with six. JR is counting on six. I think. I think it's the ninety. Yeah, I think it's. I think David Robinson. Yes, don't don't answer anymore. You got it. You got it. It's six. Say <laughs> all right. Awesome. Hey Jr., if you uh, send me a private message of the Wolfpack here, I'll uh, we'll get you a moment. Actually, we just noticed you got a really cool. Uh, you got one of the uh, record shops as your emoji there. He's the OG. He's. Are, do you have the set, Jr. of OG AF? Put an emoji up if you got it. Put the wave sign up. No, no wave. Boo. That's a tough. Oh, nope. we got a hundred percent. Oh, yeah, he did. Yeah, he's got it. He's got the set. That that's a tough set to get. I think, I think right now the cheapest some of those um some of those cards like low ask is you know hundred bucks or whatever and I don't know there's six or seven I think there's seven of those cards so. I sold one for a hundred bucks. I oh it. man, that's awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, they are good. All right, so. Next question: Who are you gonna ask, Vito? You got your mic on you, or you got you got kids flying around here? No, no, Vito. Okay, Steve. I think you should quiz Steve. We can give Steve a question, and then maybe we can. We can, we can. We can. After Steve, we can go over to see if 
Joey Miller Light Hammer yep. got some time. Yep. Wolf of the Week, Joey Hammer for lending out all the yeah, helping right. out everyone for helping. All right, Steve, you down? Shoot. Oh, I like it. I like it. Let's see. We don't want anything too crazy. Hmm. Also, Steve's happy because uh, our Raptors just had a nice little win here. We held oh, on. Oh, I mean, I was, I was, I was watching it before the the spaces here, and that was close. They almost threw it away at the very. end. They, <laughs> they almost like 10 did. Points. Yeah, they almost threw it away. Banton had a really clutch little play at the end. Even my wife texted me while I was on here, and she was like, "You watching this?" And I was like, "Yeah, I've got it on mute." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where Farron is, but Scotty Barnes is like he's the next Jason Tatum. <laughs> <laughs> Barnes had another savage dunk tonight too. Just yeah. absolutely savage. He went twenty-one and nine. He had a big game. That's that's awesome. Man, he's All right. nasty. Steve, Steve, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right. What, how how well do you know the Lakers? Are you, are, do you know the Lakers pretty oh, well? Wait one sec. We need to give him a person to play for. So he's going to be Ooh, playing for Sean. Sean's up. You're in here, Sean. So if uh, Steve gets this right. I think I'm. I think I'm okay. It, it depends on like the you know the decade and whatever. But you know what? Sure. All right. Sure. Uh, well, I'll, again, I'll guide you through. We'll get. We'll make sure you get this right. Which player did the Los Angeles Lakers give up for Kobe Bryant? Oh, I know this. Vladi Divac. Yes, Vladi. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Steve coming through. Sean gets a moment. Which 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 player did Vladi Divac uh, draft instead of, or which player should have? Uh, which player should Vladi Divac uh, uh, have drafted, but he drafted Bagley instead? Which which was the preferred? Uh, which which sorry, let me rephrase that. Which player did he uh, not draft <laughs> that he should have? For the Kings, huh? Yeah. Was it Luca? It was Luca. Yeah, yeah, that was like his his biggest blunder that most Kings yeah. fans will never let him forget. Can we can we think a minute though? Like we're talking about Vladi, Vladi. He likes to potty, and we're talking about his biggest blunder. I mean, come on, what, what do you expect from this guy? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It's weird though because like you'd think Vladi, like the whole. Uh, you know, I'll say uh, European connection there with Luca that he'd recognize some game, but he passed on him. I don't know. I, that's just that's just a weird decision. Yeah. So it's it's not it's re- real quick, guys. By the way, Wolfpack, thanks for having me join here. Of it's course, it's not weird if you know the history. The history was Vladi went to see him in Europe and wasn't impressed, which is wild because he was Euroleague MVP at seventeen and had been playing for FC Barcelona for two years, but we're technically six years, but in the senior FC Barcelona for two years, and Vlade just didn't like his game, straight up. And also, we, not like his agent. Yeah, well, can we can we talk for a minute about what Vlade didn't like? Because it probably wasn't his game as much as it was. Like, Vlade was, like, drinking beers and smoking cigarettes after the game, and Vlade was probably mad Luca wasn't doing that stuff. Nah, it, it, it literally had nothing to do with that. It, a lot of it, from what I remember at the time of that draft, was some of it was the agent stuff. Like, he didn't like Vlad, or sorry, Vlad didn't like Luca's management team and really just didn't like uh, allegedly his style of play. Uh, the other thing to note just about that draft is they, the Suns took Aiden at one, and the Suns had uh, Luca's. Uh, 
his national coach, um, uh, Igor Kostikov, as their head coach. And they decided to take Aiton instead because their owner wanted uh, Aiton, the Arizona guy, over Luca. So, fun fact on, on both of those. Interesting. Yeah, very so, interesting. Vladi was almost too connected to the Euro scene in some ways instead right. of it yes. playing playing into the hand. Yeah, which that draft just looks atrocious in hindsight because Trey and Luca were missed. So, Well, as a Mavs fan, I remember the, everything down here about Luca was just – they were just thrilled. Like leading up to the draft, we all kind of already knew we were getting Luca. It was a very bizarre vibe on Sports Talk Radio down here leading up to that draft because everybody wanted Trey Young because Oklahoma is right across the border. But for some reason, everybody just knew that we were going to take him just because Dirk kept like feeding it to him. Like almost that Dirk thing. They had this European fan base almost already. It just kind of fed into it perfectly. Interesting. Interesting stuff. Okay. So Sean won on that one. Okay. Why don't we, here we go. Like, Mike, let's just step Mike up. Give Mike a tough one, I think, Mark. Yeah, I, th- I think Mike. I think Mike deserves a tough one. Mike deserves a tough one, and he also gets the Diallo Utility Prize, which, if you don't know, Mike, we give out Diallo forty Ks. I'm anyone listening, and uh, if you win a Diallo forty K, we keep track of it, and there is utility draws. So we gave away a Lillard archive a week ago randomly to one of our Diallo holders. So. The Diallo nice. moment is our utility moment. So this is your chance. Um, Excited. Can we do a utility draw tonight? I've got a uh, Marbury a dupe that I would uh, be happy to put up for the five that we give out during this thing. We can do a drawing out of those five. Okay, I love it. That are part- or anybody that's participating that already has one. Okay. Anybody? Yeah, there's someone I know, Ramali's in the chat here in Bamboo Rasta. They won one last week. I think Paul Hansen down there, he's one. So, yeah, okay, we, we can definitely do a little utility draw. All right. I yeah. love that. Yeah, that's awesome, Nebraska. Thanks. Step on Marbury Archive, just making sure everybody knows. <laughs> love that. <laughs> Not promising the RIP yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right, so, so Mike, so this is going to be tough. I hope you're ready. Buckle in. Go for it. According to the interwebs, the NBA, the NBA PA, and Dapper Labs came together in July of 2019 to begin a joint venture that later became NBA Top Shot. 2019 was special for another reason. Who was the 2019 dunk contest winner? The 19 dunk contest winner. Ah. Uh... Oh, I remember this dunk contest. Um, cause it, cause that dunk contest was kind of no names and people were annoyed at the fact that there wasn't anyone of real note in that dunk contest. Easy, calm um, down there. <laughs> so, so Mike, so Mike, that you, you got, you got to understand, you got to understand the context here. So. Yes, the dunk contest was quote unquote no names, but that's the same as the series two throwdown reward winners or reward moments, right? For their different challenges and whatnot. Um, and this particular individual is very special to the Wolf Pack.
Oh, I like this. Do we have any Jeopardy music? I feel what like Aaron Rodgers. I feel like Aaron Rodgers or something hosting Jeopardy. <laughs> you are, yeah, you are. You're the new host, dude. <laughs> are we, Mike, did you get stumped? The answer? If I Mike, like... I, can, I can. What? Sorry, I'm. I, I can. There, oh, we got it. There we go. <laughs> you guys got me. Diallo. Humido Diallo. Was that was wait? Was that the Diallo? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we teed you up, Mike. We teed you up, but it's a tee ball there. Yo. You guys there? Sorry, my phone is being weird. Uh, was that the Diallo? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was Diallo. The $1,700 S2 moment that... That is our... That is, that our, is our crown jewel. Moment. Yeah, that's our yeah, crown jewel. Yeah. All right, so, so... if anybody doesn't know the story behind the Wolfpack and the Diallo, uh, we have a good article that one of our friends wrote. Um, I believe he's on here with us, but... Um, it's really just a symbol that the throwdowns was an unwanted set and we all liked it. And uh, that moment is just kind of that just represents everything about that set during S2. I'm going to, I will link the article again. Okay, Mike, we're giving you another chance. We're giving you a second chance here. You got another question teed up for Mark. I do. I do. All right. This this will be a little less uh, a little less nuanced. Uh, so, what Utah Jazz great had his jersey retired during the 05-06 NBA regular season? Jazz great had their jersey retired in 05-06. Yes. Stockton? Nope. This because Malone was still playing. Th- this was this was a gentleman who um, had had left the Jazz. Was was playing, but had left the Jazz. Malone then. Malone is correct. Because there we go. There we go. That would be, that would be the Lakers season, the the infamous Lakers season, right? Yeah. Well, I, I I don't know. I think, but I know that he had it retired in 05, 06. Oh no, the Lakers season was 04, 05. There you go. That that was yeah. That was the uh, the Gary Payton and Carmelo season. Not ideal. <laughs> Sometimes those things don't work out the way they want to. That's all. <laughs> I mean, just take a look at this Lakers season right now. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, how do you feel about the Lakers, Mike? This year, they're just look, they're a mess. Like, look it, to be fair to them, there's nuance there, right? Like they're missing four of their top bench guys. THT's hurt. Um, they Caruso, they decided not to resign. They also decided not to um, trade for Buddy Heald. Instead, they went with Russ. Like, there's spacing issues there. They don't have enough shooting, and with LeBron hurt, it's just not a particularly good team. Yeah. Um. Because it's so top heavy. So, like, while I liked some of the pieces individually, 
they feel like, and this is going to be a little hot takey and probably more hot takey than I normally would be, but like, are they a five or a six seed? I don't even know if that's that much of a hot take. If LeBron stays injured, I, th- I think you're right. It looks like a good on paper, but we haven't seen it good in execution yet. You know? The West is so good, and like on a night to night basis, I just don't know where you, where you get the points from that team. Russ is going to get his, but like AD, if healthy, is still a question mark. And you know, you look at the rest of that team. There's not a third guy necessarily until THC gets healthy, and that will be for another two months. But that's just me. I could be wrong. I mean, look, they could play super well, but I think the reality with the Lakers is it's a pretty mediocre team without LeBron being healthy. Yep. But you could say that about any LeBron team of the past 20 years. Yes, I agree. Except the Cavs LeBron teams, because they wouldn't have been mediocre without him. They would have been garbage. (laughs) I mean, the the, the 07 team people always talk about, which wasn't, wasn't particularly good without LeBron, but in terms of the individual roster. But if you look at their record, they were the best team in the league that year. That was an incredibly deep team. Like, I, I know people are like, oh, he played with Elgoskis and, like, Booby Gibson. But, like, the reality with that team was they won, like, 62 games that year. That was a very good team. They won 62 games that year? That's a really good team. Yeah. The West they is good. The West is so interesting, too, with the new competition this year is what I was just thinking, too. You know, all of a sudden, the Memphis Grizzlies, it's like, oh, are they better than the Lakers? Mike, that was that, 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 that was also LeBron at the peak of his powers. Like, um, and they, they if, if LeBron, if that was the same LeBron as, you know, was on the Lakers last year, they don't, they don't lose to the Suns because he carries them past the Suns, right? Just hard to compare. Sure. But yeah, for now, for, now this, is a, for, for now, this is a mess. The Lakers are... Our mess right now. It's gonna take them a few games. I would. I honestly wouldn't judge them for like twenty games. You gotta give them twenty games, but it's not. It's not looking good. I agree with you. I think that if if LeBron stays healthy, which over the last couple of years is, I think we're starting to see age, you know, kind of catch up to him a little bit. As far as like you know, wear on the tire, kind of. Um, if he can stay healthy, I think that they're still a top three team in the West and at the end of the season. It's just that they do desperately need him to play 35 minutes a game and every game. And, I don't know about 30, 35 minutes is a lot. Okay, 30 minutes a game and every game. They need Fair. him to be a big player in every aspect of the game. They can't have him miss 20 games like last year because they will be a 7-8 seed again, and it's just not going to work. And, and maybe it doesn't matter where they sneak into play. Maybe five or six is great for them. You know, as, if LeBron's healthy, they get in. They just need yeah. the continuity, too. And LeBron, he has to be on the court. They all have to be on the court and healthy. They can't have AD missing. They need Westbrook. They need all three to be healthy and actually learn how to play together. Because Hot take, also. Is this is this a legacy thing? Like, are we just saying LeBron can turn it on the same way that he's turned on for the better part of the past decade? Are we are we remembering? You know, it's it's kind of like, you know, this is not a great explanation, but it's it's like a relationship that you romanticize, and you're like, you know, it was great, you know, the first three years, but after that, it got a little got a little dicey, and and that's kind of how I feel about LeBron at this stage. It's like, he's not the same guy, and like the reality is, this is a very very old team. We're depending on the team to stay healthy for 82 games, and they already have four guys out. Like, I don't know. 
it it seems pretty unlikely. <laughs> yep, I agree. It's a steep. It's a, they have a challenging year ahead of them, but I just think that if they can get to the playoffs and they have some continuity, they're just as dangerous as anybody. Agreed. All right, Mark, we need to do the next question. So, Mike, Mike, send Wolfpack your TS there so we can get you get you a Diallo. So we've given three away, so we got two more to do. I love it. I love it. Is Joey think... Miller Light yeah. Hammer available? Hold on. Hold on. Oh, oh I heard the crack. <laughs> the cracking. We're here. Let's go. I love it. I love it. All right. Are you ready for this, Joey? Probably not. Oh, uh, you got this. You got this. <laughs> so in light of who in light of what we've been discussing and who we've been discussing. I'd like you to tell me during the 0506 NBA All-Star game who was named the MVP. Oh shit. We've been talking about him for the last 5 minutes, Joey. I haven't been paying attention. I've been drinking. What I... <laughs> <laughs> um have have we really been talking about him? Yeah, so he is uh he's a Laker and uh recently changed his number. To, we're talking Jesus. about LeBron James here. He's not the 0506 MVP. I, I, all, I, all I was thinking he, was. He was not the 0506 MVP. See, I. What? No, he I was see, not the MVP. Then. Uh, of the, okay, of the 0506 All Star game, Mike. Oh my bad. Thought you were talking about overall. My bad. See, That's I all thought right. you guys were going to throw me a layup and be like, "Yo, he's a sixer, like no big deal." And I'd be like, "Allen Iverson." Everybody would clap and like, "Yay!" And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Joey, that was a layup. Come on, man. <laughs> you threw me off. You threw me off. You start, you're talking layup. And I'm like, "Oh, they must be talking about my team. He must be a sixer." And then I'm like, "Oh, what the hell's happening here?" You all sons right. of bitches. That was uh, an alley oop. Basically, it was wide open. <laughs> Uh, so sickest so bets. It. That was you. Sickest bets. You you win a moment from that. <laughs> These guys are like, man, we are we are off the rails. <laughs> Definitely, it's Friday night Wolfden. That's okay. We're, we there's like no Wolfden, rails. Yeah, there's everyone. no rails. We yeah. like winners. We like winners. <laughs> yeah, let's actually gauge the questions up a little harder on the next one here. Give Joey something. That was too easy. So Mikey P, you're you're up next here, buddy. So if uh, Joey gets it correct, you win a Diallo. Oh, sickest bets. I need to get your TS from you here. Uh, if you send me a DM. All right, Joey, this is not a Sixers moment. Okay. Or not a Sixers question. Make it one. Uh, I don't know how. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this was actually uh, from a moment from the latest run it back uh, drop for the NBA. Not the WNBA, but the NBA run it back drop. Who broke the record for the most three-pointers in a single season on the last day of the 05-06 NBA season? Dame Lillard? He, he, this, this individual also broke the Spurs' hearts with a three-pointer during uh, an NBA Finals game. He was he was he was playing for the Heat at the time. Oh, Ray Allen. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, I should have known that, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. You guys talk some Top Shot, and I'm gonna get this draw ready from our winners here. So- 
for this uh, Starberry moment. All right. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Uh, so, let's see what the serial number is real quick. I had to join uh, Spaces late because my phone was bugging out. But have we talked about the um, the clay, you know, moment that came out and the number of, of minted moments? I mean, I thought it was going to be a little higher. What did you guys think? Was, was uh, you know, under 10,000 what you were thinking? Or did we think this was going to be a higher minted moment? 10K sounds right. Given given how expensive it was to actually, if if you didn't have anything, the cost to acquire was a lot of money. Like just just the Warriors' top shot debut moments alone was a significant amount of cash. So like, ten k made sense to me. I'm kind of shocked that it's not a lower number than that. Like anything around like nine to ten felt right. Yeah, I completely agree. So most of the um, debuts are what twelve? Is that what most of the debuts are? Yeah, I mean twelve for all the standard Top Shot debuts. Yeah, so this was a little less than that, and and we it sounds like we think that was about right. The I, I was surprised. I mean, I thought that the um, I thought the challenge was all right. I didn't think it was too difficult, given you know that we as a community had been sort of on the on the lookout for clay for a while did we in general did we think the challenge was difficult to put together or expensive i know so, it sounds like mike did but personally i think they nailed it because they made it clay a, a very desirable player obviously um they made him accessible to the people that really did want him but they also rewarded the people that had the collections that have been collecting by rewarding them with a, a moment that was semi easy for I think most people with a, a you know a deep collection. Maybe the Golden State ones were the ones that were tough for some people, but um, it, it rewarded us with a semi decent mint count for a star player. Um, I agree, and I just I feel happy with it no matter what. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it's really I think it's I think what they did with the Golden State debuts was actually pretty neat, right? Because who there's you know i think jordan Poole maybe was gaining some steam without this challenge but for a lot of those players they were sort of you know player they're moments that nobody really wanted or cared for so it was a way to provide some utility to those moments too that was neat yeah i mean i lucked out with the golden state ones like i for instance i had i i love jason richardson and i bought his dunk uh right when the pack dropped for run it back and uh, that ca- that counted as one, and then as a Jayhawk fan, I kind of have a lot of the Jayhawks uh, top shot debuts, and Andrew Wiggins is one of those, and I just happen to have it, so it just it just worked out for me, and that's why I mean I feel just really happy that I got the clay. I just was hoping it would be a desirable enough moment to be you know worth it for everybody. On on and that note, for the, for the for the for the Wiggins, like uh, I had a pretty big stack of Wiggins, I still do. And because I, I, like, I like Wiggins a lot, like, you know, yeah. uh, Maple, Ma- Maple Jordan, who doesn't love. I mean, uh, come on, Wiggins. he's a former number one pick. I mean, yeah. let's, let's give him a little credit. And so I stacked him pretty, pretty hard on an S1. And uh, I've had, I, I basically couldn't give these things away. <laughs> like, Yeah, uh, they were hard to sell. If I and, tried, and, I listed a couple times guilty uh, and I ended up just taking it down because it just wouldn't sell. So, <laughs> and, and once it goes past a certain, uh, like you know, a certain amount, I just don't even list it. I'm like, I'm not even going to sell it for fifty bucks. Not, no. it's 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 insulting. Yep. Um, like, <laughs> I'm not doing it. So, 
once it reached uh, maybe 75, I just yanked all mine from the market. And I haven't sold anything in a long time. And they announced this challenge. And I'm like, oh, finally, I can sell them for 150 bucks again. Because <laughs> right? like, that's where he should be, to be honest. I really how much think- did, how much did you sell like a bulk of the Wiggins that you had for? Uh, like I sold most of them between 140 and 150 dollars. I sold probably about uh, maybe eight of them. Damn. Uh, and I sold a couple other like you know uh, a couple other ones like Damian Lee um, and some other warriors that I just had because I, I have some pretty big stacks, but it's been really hard to move warriors because. Um, no one wants them as a team set because of the blockers or the bottlenecks, right? Yeah, that's very so true. It's been so. This is my biggest complaint with bottlenecks: is it's hard to move certain players on teams that are are, are bottleneck because no one wants them. Um, mm-hmm. Versus, yeah, why if it was like the Charlotte set if you Hornets. can't really complete it? it? It just, I had I had to choose when I wanted to pick my path because of that. It, it it's frustrating from a collector standpoint because I would like to collect more than just one team or focus on one team. Agreed. And so I've been sitting with a lot of these moments that I felt like, you know what, maybe there'll always be $30 moments because, you know, Dapper has basically decided to make kings of some teams and, and, you know, like (laughs) throw away moments for others. And I'm just happy that finally they actually, the best thing I've ever seen in the last, it's happened in the last two or three weeks is they've incorporated random moments into challenges. And this is the best thing that's ever happened to Top Shot. <laughs> like, and that was half the reason why I wrote my tweet today about legendaries is because I actually hope they do use legendaries at some point in showcase challenges because they, they, they need to. They, they really do at some point. It would be fun. I mean, Quick. I've got my one legendary, and I have it just as a fan of the, of the Mavericks, it's a Porzingis, but it would be awesome if I could get some utility out of it one day. If it's, you know, put one legendary into a showcase challenge, which I think is a fair fair ask for a lot of collectors and or something along those lines, or more too. Make it exclusive for you guys because you deserve, a, a you know, a 40-minute moment maybe at some point. Well, no, I think one legendary is great. Dumb. Even look, look at the WNBA moments now. It's five hundred dollars to buy a legendary, right? Actually, during yeah. the summer, I remember some of the finals legendaries were they went as low as four hundred and fifty dollars. It's like, come on, guys! Like, 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 everyone who is taking this platform seriously should have strongly considered owning, owning legendary at that price point, five hundred dollars. Like, it's the, it's the best moment or well, hypothetically the best moment on the platform and and it should unlock hopefully like the best um the best utility but dapper's done you know a not so great job of of unlocking that utility well that da- da- dapper has specifically gone to i think they prefer having moments that are that have more liquidity to them which is why rares have have frankly if you look at overall numbers rares are where most people have quote unquote made money right that's where if, if you ha- if you had a decent amount of rares before, um, like mid-August, before kind of the, the little mini bump we had, you made a decent amount of money if you were selling some of those rares. Most of the, most of the money on the platform has been made in commons. Um, like, ha- hands down. Commons is, I stacked a ton of S1 commons. I mean, I stacked a ton of S1 and every, everything. But like, uh, the commons, that's the thing that, like, even today, it's crazy to see some Top Shot debut commons be very close to the MGLE debuts as well. It's like, how does that make sense, right? One is like 
10 times as rare. And, you know, oftentimes the market doesn't really take into consideration the, the mint counts of these things and the scarcity. Um, but just, just to kind of go on to your point, I mean, rares have been good, but uh, uh, they've been using commons basically for most of the showcase challenges. And, you, you know, it's it's cool to have them and I'm, I'm all for that, but I think they should also encourage people into buying some of the top end stuff too, because right now there's no reason to buy any of it. There's no reason to buy legendary. You don't get anything legendary from it. Well, the, fl the, the flip side, Steve, is, you know, people would say that, and, and I, I don't necessarily agree with this criticism, but the criticism would be that legendaries are too expensive. And if you create a showcase challenge that includes X amount of legendaries, they would just say richer getting richer. You know, you can, buy, you can buy a legendary today for $500. Many, many legendaries. Today I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm simply making the point that, that will largely be disseminated on Twitter. Whether or not that point is valid is a whole other conversation. Well, okay. Well, let, well, let's just, let's just talk about that for a minute because um, I get it. People are going to, people are always going to say that like regardless, but like, I still think if they have three tiers of moments, you can't just make one tier completely worth worthless, like or not even worth owning, or no incentive to buy it. Like, that's it's irresponsible for Dapper to even sell that if they have no intention of ever using it for any for any utility at all. Like, it's it's super misleading, especially because early on when I first joined Topshot, they made it very clear with like the tiers and how legendary is better than rare and rare is better than common. Yet for series two, they made some of the most powerful moments on the platform, i.e., like the cool cat. <laughs> moments like the most powerful set to own it's a common set so meanwhile i listened to all of their actual like you know what they were saying like don't overpay for commons you should look at rares and legendary i did all that and i feel like i kind of got i didn't stack the the cool cats because of that you know and um so i followed their own advice and i feel like i've just been burned from it and that's just like that's shitty versus the cool cat thing is weird because like that was a common set and if you were paying attention like you shouldn't have been spending ten thousand dollars to complete a set because that no one like even me i was i could i couldn't advise anyone to spend that kind of money on a common set at the time and um so i feel like dapper really bailed those people out and and like i don't know i just feel like everyone else who's collected any other set on the platform like Threadons is a good example we kind of got like the short end of the stick here and um yeah, anyways, I, I could go on about this, but I'll, I'll stop there. <laughs> Look, it's it's a super valid point, and to a certain extent, you can make the case that Dapper is, like, particularly in S2, mid-S2, they were very reactionary. And, you know, do, I, I would actually make the argument that most of S2, they were, frankly, pretty reactionary in terms of responding to people on Twitter, larger influencer voices, and they decided to accede to those voices, basically. Now, whether or not doing that makes sense, and some of it does, some of it doesn't, in my opinion, but like, that's the choice. Those are the choices that they made. And I think they'll make better choices in S3 of how to get a handle on things, but certainly in S2, they were definitely more reactionary than, you know, really being proactive in, in their choices. Yeah, I agree. I think, I, agree. I think. I think guys, the, there's a distinction too, like when talking about Legendary and S2, I think there's a huge, huge gap between the Hollow set and the final set. I think the final set was an example of what we can kind of expect a little more from Series 3, like well thought out, awesome moments, um, 
and I, th I think that set going forward has a lot of value. I worry about the hollows though, because when I when I watch even the moments of the hollows in Gears Two, I'm I'm not wowed. I'm kind of like whatever. Um, I, I don't know exactly what you're buying to Steve's point with the hollows, but the the final set I, I think I think was bang on. I I I agree with you 100. And and to that point, finals is the only legendary set I have like a complete legendary set of. And I thought like I I remember at the the eleventh hour selling. Uh, like a uh, an, another uh, Ethereum NFT that I was gifted to me, just so I could deposit another ten thousand dollars into into a Top Shot, just so I could buy the the Giannis that I needed, because I really felt it was worth it. And then um, I had this conversation earlier today, but I think the worst uh, financial decision I've ever made in my life. Like uh, it's it's funny, it's sad to say, but it's like chasing the Series Two Hollows because. I probably spent maybe two hundred thousand uh, dollars early, 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 between uh, February and March, and I got burned so fucking bad. You have no idea. Like overpaid for everything. You know the rewards. You know lackluster, like Harden and Jokic and whatever. And and I completely got fucked. And yeah, so I don't think I'll ever see that that money ever again. It's probably just fucking gone. Uh, but just going back to that, of like. Yeah, these legendaries don't feel very legendary, and now I've got a bunch of these moments that I look at them and they actually, I don't even feel good about them um, because a lot of the plays aren't even that good. <laughs> so that's so I'm very I'm I'm sorry to hear that, Steve. Uh, we always hate it when wolves take it take it on the backside, but I think it's interesting thinking back to our conversation last week with Austin and how rushed series two was and how they just wanted moments and they just needed moments and they they didn't particularly care so much about the individual moment and making sure that the legendary moment was a better moment than the rare which was better than the common and etc i think it sounds like they're taking that into consideration more for series three but it really hurts those legendary moments in series two, the hollow specifically, because those aren't necessarily great moments. And to your point, they've provided no utility to this point. So a uh, really interesting conversation. Can we tie that into this week's legendary drop? Now, having been burned in the past on the Steve and Mike, I guess, as you were talking about, did both of you guys go for a legendary WNBA pack this week? I got one. I did. Oh, didn't get ahead, one, Mike. No, I did get one. So you good, Steve? Go right ahead. Did you try for one, Mike, or no? Yeah, general. Uh, I was in the um, the first queue and did not get one. Yeah. So was what it was. And then the general queue would, was basically impossible. But yeah, so Steve. did not get one. I had a really funny experience with mine. I was uh, I had to do a, I was doing a work client visit and the meeting that I was going into started at one, which was the time of the priority queue. So I had to miss it. I just didn't, you know, I couldn't have my phone out. Um, and uh, so then I got done with the meeting. It was like 2.55 and five minutes before the general queue. And I was like, screw it. Might as well try. Uh, and I got 500 in line and was like, okay, uh, here we go. And um, uh, shamefully, I ashamed to admit it, but I, I, I rent seat. I rent seeked it pretty hard. Uh, immediately sold a, a piece of Leslie to, to recoup the funds of the pack um, that I pulled in the running back. And then uh, I sold the uh, Sue Bird. I was the second person listed 
and I put it for 1500 and I didn't think it would sell. I was just like happy to have a free legendary. And then uh, somebody bought it and, and not even an hour later, it was down to 699. So I, I don't, somebody jumped the gun. So it was a fun pack for me. Let's just say that. Yeah, I'll jump in there too. Like I, I got a pack um, and yeah, similarly, like I, I sold my moments um, mostly because I thought that it would trend downwards and I could buy them back later cheaper. And that's exactly what's happened. So I'll likely, I'll likely go back at some point and scoop up a uh, run it back set and pause. I'm even at, right now on the fence about doing a legendary set. Um, because it's not that bad. For like set. under 10,000 bucks, you can get like a series, basically, you know, the first WNBA legendary set ever. It's it's not the worst bet. And do you think, so you were saying you got burned on legendaries before. What makes you still want to get this set just because the price is down so much or you think they will start adding that utility to it? I think eventually they'll get it right. They have to. It's, these, are supposed to these are supposed to be the, the most coveted top tier moments on the platform and the reason i'm kind of highlighting this issue right now i mean it's it's very timely but um the nft uh, nyc events happening next week and you know like there's there are a lot of top tier moments or top tier nfts i should say and people should look at top shot and certain moments from top shot and say you know what that's a top that's something i want to flex and right now i feel like a lot of people don't feel that way and Dapper should be doing more to to to, to um, convince people that these things are worth flexing, right? Like whether it's more avatar photo or pictures from moments or whatever. Like there should be other NFT communities are doing such a great job of highlighting like the the flexing element, right? Of of like the, the social you know, status. Yeah, social status. It's like why is this not true for top shot um and i'm a little disappointed in that regard and i'm hoping that eventually that they'll write that shit but I, I know they will this is the best team um they have the best like the best minds there they'll get it right they have a ton of money i just want it to happen sooner as opposed to later they'll get it right i know they will yeah i mean we are still the beta test worms I and mean, it's hard to re re keep that in mind when this is like moves at light years speed you know what i mean Time moves so slow in Top Shot land, so it's like it's sometimes we have to check ourselves. I feel like it's at the end of the day, but it it is so frustrating though, and it, it's rightfully so frustrating because we do invest so much money and time into it. So it's all about the passion, and that, I think that's what makes it so special though is that we do get so passionate about it, yet we still come back every single day, and we're still here talking about it every day. So um, I, I also, with that, guys, I got to sign off. I got baby duties that I got to run and do. So. Um, if you could just have whoever wins my Starbury, um, it's like an 11,000. Um, yeah, just let me have them DM me and I'll get that. I've, ac over. I've actually have the winner. I did the, the spin of all the Diallo holders in the chat and the people who just won them. And it was Mikey P who actually, we just got on the line here. Mikey P you just won hey, hey. a Starbury moment from Nebraska chase. Ow. Oh, that's great. Sure. Uh, I don't know how to... Can you just DM me? Uh, I got to run, though. But for real, just DM okay. me, and I'll get that. It's like six days, and I'll, I'll send it over right away. Awesome. I, I just followed you, so I will. Thank you so much. That's Perfect. great. Follow you back.
Mikey P, do you want to do you want to ask Steve or Mike or Mark? See you later. Do you want to chime in on this legendary chat? Well, I think it's like Steve's points are super great. Like I just that crossover between what you're saying, like that never occurred to me about. Hang on, hang uh, on, Mike, Mike, Mike. I'm sorry. Can you can you just just hang on a second because Steve's a genius. And we don't need to pump his bags anymore. So, <laughs> so can we reel it back just a minute? <laughs> okay, but can, can I still say what I was going to say? Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. <laughs> but, I, but I won't pump him up anymore. But just that point, I think, is it needs to be talked about a lot more. I think just the idea of thinking about moments as NFTs, like in, in that utility, that side of things, like that crossover to seeing those rare moments as legit NFTs, I think, speaks to like, the broader audience out there that are like investing in NFTs. And I just think that's when you think Top Shot, we're just like in the moment, we're just collecting and we're getting hyped off that, which is great. But then I think, yeah, like maybe it's the whales we want to call them or whatever. Like I, I'm not in that <laughs> realm to collect those kind of moments, but it's just an interesting thing. I think it, it keeps the market like afloat. Like it's an important piece to, to, to keep there. So yeah, I just, it was just cool to like, have that it just sparked a whole bunch of thoughts in my mind so i just uh, it was cool to, yeah, like, on, to on, 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 on that note like yeah thanks thanks for the uh you know like the praise and stuff but on that note uh like everyone here understands that dapper is like the actual inventor of the nft right like they are they 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 created the erc721 standard that the oh, non-fungible yeah. token standard like that was them they launched it with crypto kitties like so it's just funny that we're like we're at the point now where some people don't even realize that like they are the 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 OG NFT company, you know? There is like you can say whatever you want about like crypto punks and whatever, but those aren't actual NFTs as defined as NFTs, right? Uh, so it's really fascinating when you look at it that way. Yeah, can I just say so, one thing? Just one right. little quick piece on that. Just uh, it was just because I was yeah I was finishing my or I was in the midst of my computer science degree and like the Crypto Kitties were I went to UBC in Vancouver where there was like here's our one of our grads is working on Crypto Kitties so it was just a crazy thing to kind of see that grow and now it's become this but I, I didn't have, I didn't necessarily think about them as the OG uh, NFT. <laughs> Thanks. There is new so. I think there's an interesting nuance to Steve's point regarding how we brand Top Shot as individual users. So, like, I think most people make distinct, particularly when we're talking blue chip brands, which is really what Steve's referring to, which is that, like, there are certain blue chip NFTs, whether it's Bored Apes, Cool Cats, whatever you want to refer to as quote unquote blue chips. Top Shot is a blue chip, but, like, I think the the problem for the average user is because they're trying to be so accessible, there isn't one single defined thing that people can necessarily wrap their, their hands around in terms of a moment to necessarily pump. Really, as a collective group, we're pumping a brand rather than necessarily an individual NFT. So like, I, I think it's difficult as a overall group to coalesce around that concept because like when you're in other nfts they're really coalescing around individual uh you know nfts that they get within that group but like i think the broader 100,000 daily active users if they all made their top shot moment their pfp 
I'm not sure that matters that much to a broader population relative to bored apes or cool cats or whatever. I could be wrong, but that's just my personal opinion on it. It's interesting. I guess I, I, I wonder, like, bored apes and crypto punks and, I mean, I, I certainly don't mean any offense to any of them, but, like, w- aside from the fact that they've become something that are is desirable and is a status symbol now, when they first were launched, what made them interesting, right? I mean, it's like a... Cur- I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what made them interesting, because I, I remember... It was almost like a vote against Top Shot. People were just pissed off with Top Shot. And, like, it's been well uh, discussed, but most people who got into NFTs, they, I think the majority got in through Top Shot. Like, they found out about Top Shot in, in, in February or, or even January. And eventually they just got fed up and left and they went on to other things. But, like, I always saw the motivations with, like, Bored Apes and, gutter cats and cool cats is is basically the the vote against the current state of top shot um that's the way i saw it at least that is super fair for the record i was i was around the same time and you know cool cats launched at 0.02 e after failing at 0.06 and they went on plunge stream and got rapidly popular and have done super well since and board apes in april they were struggling to sell out before you know, a couple well-known names picked pick them up, and then they became what they became. And obviously, awesome launch, great airdrops, great team. They've done a phenomenal job. But like to your point, a lot of it was a reaction of I've lost a shitload of money on Top Shot. What's the next thing I can invest in? Basically. Yep. There's an interesting aspect to the avatar thing, as um, Mike was sort of saying does it matter if we have our top shot moments as our avatar maybe there is something that's more you know there's a lot to talk about the metaverse and if if an ape is almost this other character or a alum or a, a crypto punk maybe it is that the nba people are already them you know you can't pretend you're lebron james with having a lebron james avatar maybe there's something weirdly i don't know how to describe it to that maybe it just doesn't work as well for that is that sort of what you meant mike like it just doesn't quite matter yeah. One hundred and ten percent. I mean, like moments are cool, but you can't like, like take Jenkins the valet. Jenkins is now signed to CA, which is arguably the biggest talent management company in the world. Don't get me wrong, Twenty Feet is fantastic, super funny dude, and I think by and large has been an excellent member of the community. And it's like when you have something like that, he basically attached his name to a brand, which was Board Apes. And created a brand out of whole cloth and has now made it in a real and traditional sense. Um, Andrew Wang is a, is a great example of something similar, like with his upside down cool cat. Now, to a certain extent, he said, I'm never selling this cool cat, no matter how much money people give me to sell it, because it's become a part of who I am, part of my brand. So, like, I don't think that there's going to be any Top Shot moments where people are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to attach this to my PFP and it will become a part of my brand. I just don't see it. Yeah, it's 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 not like I guess when I when I said it like that, it wasn't meant to really be like a maybe an exact personal profile picture type of situation. I'm thinking more of it uh, more along the lines of um, the way that you would flex like jewelry or something like that, right? Like 
I, I, I don't know what that looks like, but I feel like the, the, the minds at Dapper are smart enough to figure out what that could look like. Uh, like I'm not the guy to tell you, you know, that's going to say what that'll be. But I, I think the, the idea of flexing something, or I remember the original idea, um, you know, when I first joined Top Shot, I remember Rohan was just talking about how the, the problem but that kind of sold, when they sold this to the NBA, they said something along the lines of, um, or, or, or the NBA said something along the lines of, we wish we could know more about our fans or the, what what type of of things our fans collect when they come into an arena we wish we knew that and dapper was basically like we can kind of give you something like that if they collect our moments uh you'll be able to see which which people have more memorabilia or whatever than others and um so I think that it was it was tying to that, and that's one of the reasons what really attracted me is because I think they were trying to quantify this this fandom flex. So I still think Dapper needs to work on it. I do agree. I've long thought that the flex I want is you come over to my house and I can shoot my moments on my TV, or in the future I envision we'll have picture frame like things for our NFTs instead of picture frames where I want to. We, you know, we're we're only subject right now to these infinite objects or whatever they are. They're five-inch screens. I want to just easily shoot it to a big screen and have my friends when they're over see my top shots. I'm I'm curious, how many people in here have like uh, cardboard collections? Because I have one, and honestly, I, I, I've had so many people over at my place over the last, you know, whatever since I've had them, so since 20 years, and I've never because they're they're in a box and they're like in a a box in a box in a box in a in a closet, and I'm not digging through them when people come over to like, hey, check out my Vince Carter rookie card. Like, I'm not doing that. And I think there's this is why this is such an interesting space. Is for this is for the first time ever we can actually um, flex the sum of our entire collection or show it off easy. Uh, to you know, to your point of like you know the displays or whatever. And um, I think this is really fascinating. Uh, yes. Oh. Agreed. Sorry, Mike. Go right ahead. Oh, sorry. Is it me? Can I go? Yeah, go, go, go ahead. You, it looked like you were about to speak. Sorry. Yeah, I was just gonna say that to to Steve's uh, point. Like, yeah, like I, I think just my friends and I, we we have kids now, and like that's the last time we've started to pull out our our cards and share it with our kids. And like we've just recently, like I think this it's a new era. Like we just have started to like talk about like, Hey, why don't we get together and just like have a couple drinks and uh, pull out the old cards and, and kind of see what's going on. Even just like the new interest in, in like the basketball cards lately, like I think is, is prompting that. So I think, yeah, like yeah, we don't necessarily need a profile pick with our moments, but definitely like to be able to have some other kind of utility outside of just the marketplace would be, would be fantastic. It would be cool just to like, yeah, I want to do more with those moments. Like for example, even like, but like the music, I was just putting, thinking about that. Like, you know, it'd be awesome for you to do a showcase, but be able to like choose your own tunes. Like, we just still have that one little uh, track. Yeah, it'd be nice to change it up. Like, you know, I, I was thinking about this yeah. idea for a bit too, but like, I, I don't know if it's even possible if Dapper would allow it. But the idea to make your own—remember back in the day, you get like a VHS tape of like, you know, the best slam slams from the entire year or something. It's like I think it'd be so cool to like make your own. Uh, your own kind of video of all the highlights, but I don't mean like the video, like a, 
because their showcase thing is it's not that great i don't want to see the spinning cube every time sometimes i don't want to see, see certain camera angles like i just want to see like i want to edit a video you know i want to edit every angle i want to I, I don't know i want to compile my own stuff i want to make it mine and i think it'd be really cool but i'm not sure if dapper would ever allow it or if they if they can do it yeah i don't know if they can do it from a PR, PA perspective because they have to get all of those highlights through the PA. It just it could get real messy unless the PA allows people to edit them. But like, what if you edit them in a way that like you know may make a player or a play look you know not as cool or embarrass a player that kind of thing? Like, there are a lot of ways that it could get really messy potentially. It's interesting, though, because you would think that we would be able to because they are selling us on ownership. Right. So the, whole, I... the whole point is that we own the moment. I mean, you can take a legendary moment and take it off site, right? Like you own it. So why would yeah, you be I, able I, to edit it? If I own exactly if I own a t 20 second clip, I should be able to loop one second of that 20 second clip as much as I want. Right. If I want to yes. keep it on if I want to keep it on seconds 13 to 14 on an infinite loop, I should be able to. And what I'm saying is I want to be able to string those clips together and say, okay, I want seconds 13 to 14 from this clip and seven through nine from that clip and five through eight on that clip, string them together, make my own actual collage of highlights um, as opposed to like the, the showcase thing now. It just, I don't like, I don't, again, I don't want to see the spinning cube every time, you know? <laughs> It, the showcase thing is so limited to to 10 moments you know you want to be able to sometimes tell a story and i, I love your idea of if they had a built-in editor where you could just remove spaces and all that stuff it, it really people always talk about what top shot needs to do to grow only in financial terms and i think what we're talking about right now is exactly the things it needs to have me show people who don't do it you know and and before we get to you know editing moments can we at least get a way to like store and file moments in a way that's cohesive and coherent and so that I don't have 500 moments just sitting in random in my collection. Oh yeah, try try managing 14,000 moments. It's it's impossible. If if it's you really would impossible. give me if you would give me your account Steve, I'd manage them. Don't worry. I I could, I could, <laughs> yeah. I could, I could manage 14,000 moments for you, you know. Not <laughs> 14,000 moments it's 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 a nice problem to have. It's 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 nice, but honestly, I don't even know what I have anymore, right? Like, I know my I know the things I I know I, my my special moments I know I have, but if you ask me, hey Steve, like, what serial numbers do you have for like those Andrew Wiggins S ones? I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you any. Of that. I, I don't know. I, I I have a bunch of them. I got forty of them. I don't know what so, serials so, I have. So someone said, look look at your moment ranks, and out of the thirteen thousand moments, if they said, give me. If you were to give away a moment seven thousand four sixty nine, you'd have no idea what what that moment is. Like it could if be you ordered them by $2, what two thousand dollar moment, it could be a ten dollar moment. You just wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Yeah, there's there's no way. I mean, I I have I don't know a, a little over five hundred moments, and it, you know it's nowhere near your collection, Steve. But like I have no idea what I have, and I'm look like when I go through and I'm like, oh, I'd like to sell some stuff. I'm like trying to realize what's gonna break up a set or break up a team set, or it's like holy crap. I just I'm not selling anything. It's just it's you know what much. you know what I want. Here's here's a feature I really want, and maybe many here will agree. I want the ability to mark a moment as 
never sell, never move, never gift. Basically, I don't want to accidentally break this because this is like my team set moment or it's a grail of some sort. I don't want to accidentally move it. I just want that. I want the ability to lock it. And that would be really easy from a UX perspective to do. Like you would think that you would just be able to have like a lock symbol next to it so that you could just lock it. And then you could even group them by like certain uh, like tags that you would create for your own moments. So if they're well, instead of like a showcase type of deal, if you could just group certain moments by like, you know how Spotify you can create a playlist, same concept with your moments, just like a playlist basically of moments that you just never going to sell. Yeah, that's brilliant. Like I, I, I want that because there, honestly, there have been times where I've almost accidentally listed a cereal I really liked or whatever. I'm like, oh, they almost, they almost got me, you know, and um, I would feel so devastated. Actually, it happened to me once in January. I actually sold a moment I didn't want to sell and I was not happy about it. Luckily, uh, the buyer messaged me and said, Steve, I think I bought one of your moments that you don't want to sell. You want to, you know, buy it back? I said, yep. So that one worked out, but that was a huge eye-opener that I don't, there are a lot of moments I, I never want to sell. And then, um, if it happened to me, like accidentally, it'll happen to other people and it's not a good feeling. It's, it's a feature that's been online. I saw Roham respond to it about a month ago or so. And he, he sort of applied, uh, Oh, I didn't realize this was something people wanted so badly. Oh, well, I'll have to get the team working on it again. And and I couldn't help but think, man, the community on Twitter has been screaming for this feature for so long. And just the it more organizational like it, 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 stuff. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. It just seems like one of those things that, like, they're focused on a lot of, like, big picture things that I think the toughest thing for Dapper from a UX perspective is a lot of the micro day-to-day just being with your account. And I'm not sure that, you know, whether it's Dumbo or Jacob or whoever, I think there's such reliance on, like, they have a great product that they they ought to realize at times, like, there are, like, day-to-day improvements, UX improvements they can make really easily. Like, I'll give you an example. Um, a buddy of mine, I, I live in the Bay Area, I live in San Francisco, and a close friend who, like, he enjoys Top Shop, but it's not, um, you know, his, necessarily his favorite NFT. He's, he's kind of been leery about NFTs. He just decided to get in really in the last six months, like most of us. But had his Top Shop account been kind of dormant since March, and he'd heard a lot of buzz, decided to get back in, wanted to get in on the Clay Thompson thing. Spent roughly like five or 600 bucks, got everything together for his, his showcase uh, challenge. And then realized as he was putting the showcase together that he needed to delist um, one of the moments that he had on there. So he puts the whole thing together, delists it, and then doesn't think about it. Well, today he was expecting Clay Thompson in his uh, <laughs> in his collection, and lo and behold, uh, it was not there because once you delist a moment. It comes out of the showcase. So how long ago did he list that moment? Was that from a long time ago? Yeah, it was just from a long, long time ago. Like Yeah, so he got, so here's what happened. I don't, I'm not sure if you know this or not, but like they upgraded that smart contract maybe three, two, three months ago. And so all new 
if you list a moment today and you unlist it, it doesn't remove it from your showcase. It keeps it in the showcase. But the old version of the contract, like prior to three months ago, if you had anything listed, um, it would remove it from your showcase. So it it seems like, yeah, he probably had that listed from a long time ago. Um, it's It's a brutal situation. Like he called me and he was just like, I'm so mad. I dropped $600 on the platform. Only if you want to, you know what, send me, send me, send me a DM, uh, send me a DM and forward me his uh, top shot account. Uh, yeah. I'll do my own sleuthing. And if you say, if everything you say is true and he had all the moments, like I'll see what I can do for him. Yeah. I'll, I'll reach out. Um, I'll give you all of his, his info. He, uh, <laughs> he's a close buddy. We, we have been, uh, what's the best way to frame it? I, I gave him two moments for I gave him a couple of WNBA moments to complete it. Like he was pretty excited, and now it's a tough experience for him. But yeah, yeah that should that, that 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 kind of shit pisses me off. So uh, yeah, like <laughs> send me DM me his uh, his username because yeah. yeah, I mean that's super frustrating, and that that just leaves a bad taste in your mouth as like a a, a potential collector and user of the platform. Um, awful experience. Very, especially if you're looking forward to it, you know, like fuck, ah, frustrating. And it's yeah. one of those ones you know that, that people we, jumping into the platform. We were planning to FaceTime, have him, have him open it, but it is what it is. <laughs> Appreciate it. I reach out. Wolfpack, what's up? Yeah, there you go. Wolfpack utility, as we say. Um, well, it just uh, it just made me think. It's just like the, so those are some of the new barrier the barriers that new users face that I we forget. You know, when we're so involved that how there are all these little things that need to be smoothed out still. And so may, maybe it is good we're still in the beta mode here. Yeah, it's probably a necessary evil at this point. I'd like to, I don't know, um, just real quick, uh, speaking about sort of that situation and Steve helping out. I know we've recently had, um, within the Wolf Pack, we've had some wolves have friends join the platform. We've had, you know, Vito welcoming in a new one to his family. And, and a lot of this is, you know, gifted moments and, and people. I know when I'm on Twitter and I see somebody, they'll be like, you know, hey, I hit 100 moments in my collection and I'll randomly just send them a moment. Um, and be like, haha, now you're at 101. And like, I really, I, I get a lot of enjoyment out of it. I think it's really neat to, to be able to provide that excitement for people. But I'm interested sort of what others think about the, the utility in creating that community and helping people with their collection and sending moments as, as sort of random gifts and things. I mean, what do we think about that? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to that. I mean, so it, it, I've been very uh, open about the the collections that I had and my ability to help people when I when I can. And I'll be honest, the 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 satisfaction and the rewards that I personally received from from providing for the group to to continue to add a, a bigger value to the the group as a whole has been freaking fantastic. And you know the 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 ability for us when we when we group together and 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 think together and and provide you know solutions for what all of us do best i mean talk about utility i mean it's it's fantastic so um I, th this group is there there's a ton of value we have unbelievably smart 
intelligent people from all walks of life. And when just even outside of, of Top Shot, you know, this is a group that I can't wait to continue to, to grow professionally with, if you will, where we continue to pick each other's brains for, for what they do, we all do from the day-to-day basis outside of here. And we grow as a community and we continue to leverage the talents that each other have. I mean, it's, it's fantastic to be, to be part of, of something, you know, such, such as this. And I think that's where the powers of these communities across the board that NFTs really provide is it, it's like these online country clubs where people are able to get together from, from all walks of life and, and, and rally behind a, a stupid fucking cartoon and part of my French, but for a lot of these, that's, that's what's happening. But it's so much deeper than just a freaking picture. It's rallying behind uh, a specific core value, if you will. Um, so, I mean, this is this is all fantastic, and 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 the fact that we we all share a common uh, rallying cry with with Top Shot is great. But it's so much deeper than that. You know, the Wolfpack we, we've we've really staked a claim from the Diallo, if you will. But it's so much deeper than that, um, and it's going to continue to grow. So I look forward to where all this shit goes. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome, Joey. I think it's really interesting. You know, I think about like um, some of the other NFT communities out there and and Top Shot. And I think, you know, I, again, I, I don't I don't have a lot of stake in other NFTs. So admittedly, I'm, I'm a bit naive to it. But it seems like with Top Shot, there's so many different avenues and there's so many different ways to collect and you know, you could try and do your favorite team, you could get stack your favorite player, you can get, you know, all-star games or rares or legendaries, or you can kind of save for pack drops. You, you do so many different things. And, you know, as a community, you can help each other with that and you can think through things. I know, you know, to your point, Joey, the Wolfpack, we have these conversations literally every day, all day. Uh, and, and I don't know that that same sort of collecting is going on with other nfts because i don't know that there's so many different ways to go about collecting them so i think to some degree it may be fairly unique to top shot given the sort of um you know the way that top shot is structured and, and the different ways that you can collect but I, it's it's pretty incredible and it, it makes for a lot of fun that's for sure yeah i think it's so just to take a, a step back, because I think this is probably the most important part of, you know, why I started, uh, I launched a podcast this past week on Top Shot, NFT, sports NFTs and business of sport. And a lot of it was kind of this realization over the last six months. A lot of people have said, look, you know a lot about sports. You were a broadcaster, you know, a decade ago. You understand this stuff. But like you start a podcast at some point. And I just never really wanted to. But through the process of joining Top Shot and then hosting occasionally on Plungeon and, and being on different streams and spaces like this, it encouraged me to simply just say, fuck it and go for it. And it was like this week was great. You know, we ended up like this moment that they just paid nine dollars for. Yet we all know uh, <laughs> there's, a, there's a long line of people who are ready to just start listing at five bucks. Uh, for reasons unknown, like, um, what? Like, so they're only gonna, I, I get the serial lottery element of it, kind of, but not really. Like, that shouldn't be a huge factor in this. We all knew this was gonna have a huge number. So I'm, I, I don't understand anyone doing that. And I, you know, I made a little jokingly, uh, joke post about it, right? With the, uh, 
National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation clip. If anyone hasn't seen it, uh, it's on the, it's on my Twitter post. It was but, spot you know, on. It like, was spot hey, on. If you're gonna if you're gonna buy a Dwayne Wade pack for nine bucks and sell it for five bucks like the day after, how about this? How about you give me the nine bucks, or how about you give me five bucks? We'll go back. I'll kick you in the nuts. We'll call it a day. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, if that's the way everyone wants to, if that's the way everyone wants to roll, if they just want to just like burn money, like go go crazy. But this is it. It makes me think too that. Um, you know, all the complaints about the market and whatever, the market is filled with these people, right? People who constantly will just price moments way below what they should be worth. And I think the real problem here is like, there's not enough liquidity to buy all the underpriced moments. And then people just feel like, oh, now my moment's suddenly worth a whole lot less when, no, maybe not. It's just like, there's this group of people who are kind of going against the grain and, and, you know, underpricing it or whatever. And um, so this Dwayne Wade moment is, is really a, a, like a litmus test for uh, how, how smart this community really is. If they're willing to pay nine bucks, like why would they pay nine bucks and then dump for, you know, at five or whatever, but we'll see it. Um, You know what? And we'll see a bunch hit the locker room as well. Um, Like what's the over under on the number (laughs) that are going to be in the locker room in the next week. Uh, my guess is ten thousand. Uh, if they do a pack, if they do a pack I, drop, man, yeah, yeah, okay, hey, it might be ten. I was gonna say about a thousand, but hey, ten thousand is good. Yeah, uh, is this going to be the number one moment to get that season one pack with trade tickets? Uh, in what way? I was just like thinking the if one. there's two hundred and forty thousand of them, you know, and they're gonna do the rumors is it's five hundred tickets maybe for the first season one pack i i just thought is this yep. the is this the one you know if they people start selling them at two or three bucks that maybe maybe they just load up on it and that does become the standard trade ticket moment oh but that, but it shouldn't be that's what that's the thing is like that would be if that's if that's the outcome then then um i have i have misjudged the user base on top shot greatly like if if this if 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 the D Wade moment is the most used moment for the locker room, um, then Top Shot is just filled with dummies. Like, <laughs> there's no other way to say this, because like a nine dollar pack, right, would would net you three moments, so basically three bucks a moment, um, and you could trade any one of those for a trade ticket. So there's no reason to trade a nine dollar moment know, for a trade ticket. And so if that if that's the case, like. Yeah, people just don't know what the hell they're doing. Um, well, which you know, yeah. The, the key issue here is, I think they do believe that you will get to one to two dollar moments based on accessibility of of some of these common moments. I don't think the D Wade moment, even at lowest list, will get to one to two dollars. Now, the other caveat to that, just as an FYI, is like for S three, I'm not really sure that moments get that low. Like, the I, I think Top Shot has this idea that they think that moments might cost that little, but I think the reality is people still like making a little bit of money, and if you spend $9 for a pack, why would you list a moment for $2? Or uh, hey, I, I, I completely agree with you, actually. This was, in, so in Series 1, um, every pack was basically a loser, right? It, it was very tough to get your money back. So you buy a $9 pack, you'd be lucky if you got like five or six bucks out of that pack. And that's just the way series one was. Um, 
series two different story uh but yeah i i agree with you like people people want to to uh, make money on, on on the pack and i think what really surprised me is the mint numbers for series three because they said it was like sixty thousand. they're starting at sixty thousand, and that was really odd because when they announced the locker room tickets and everything they said explicitly like do not go and buy the series two you know moments right now for locker room because we have series three mirror moments coming at a much larger mint and they'll be more accessible or whatever but sixty thousand isn't that much larger than forty thousand, so i'm a little confused um and right now like you know i think the floor is about four bucks still for these moments so it's really hard to imagine these series three moments being significantly cheaper than that like maybe three bucks maybe two bucks this d wade moment i don't ever see it going below six bucks uh almost steve you are ten thousand percent wrong i think it will go like i think you could get as low as four dollars the d wade moment yes just (laughs) Like and here's I, and here's why because yeah. people are fucking stupid because you're gonna have undercut and people in the immediate aftermath they're gonna see that they have a serial of two hundred and thirty five thousand and you know they may get to opening that pack late and they're gonna see it number it at six dollars and five dollars and then four dollars and then they'll get sniped up. I think you will absolutely initially see. Price yeah, yeah. Sorry. Let, let me let me let me clarify. I mean, like sustained price, right? Okay, like for yeah. for a long period of time. Like I don't think we'll see a four dollar uh, D Wade moment over like a, a week or two weeks or whatever. Like in, in the first day, yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see some crazy shit. In the first day, we'll see a one dollar sale. Like I'm 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 pretty confident we'll see a dollar sale. Um, but yeah, I think I think just over the long term, or like let's say a month from now, like how much is a D Wade moment worth? Um, I, it's hard to imagine it be it's worth less than six bucks, right? Um, I mean, ideally, it wouldn't be worth less than nine, but you know, it's not going to be like that. I was going to say though, if it ever hits, if it if it was hypothetically, if it was two bucks, right? Like, I would just buy them. I would buy every single one. Like, I wouldn't fucking stop. I would just buy every single moment for two bucks. Uh, I don't think we'll ever see it. Like. Or consistently, right? Even like three bucks, like I'll, I'll just keep, I'll just keep going. I'll just keep buying. Um, so, yeah, it's just hard to imagine a scenario where, for a long period of time, it's uh, it's that low. It it'll definitely be interesting. This is uh, the Mensa test for the Top Shot community, and I'm I'm not hopeful that we're gonna pass, Steve. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Well, I think it just takes a small group of people to like really sway public opinion on this, right? If you just take 10%, maybe even less than that, maybe it's just a 5% of the, of the holders. If, if there's 270,000, so we're talking about, you know, 10% is 27,000, 5% would be like, you know, let's just say 13,000 moments. If 13,000 moments hit the market at like stupid prices, like it's enough to just, like set the opinion of like oh this market is worthless or sorry this moment is worthless like it doesn't take it might not even take five percent maybe take one percent <laughs> it takes a small group of people to really um really set the tone for uh public opinion i think that's a it's kind of an a, a borderline exploit of this um of this marketplace is, is it a few undercutters can really like you could have a hundred moments listed a hundred dollars and then you could have like a you know, four or five listed at like 
you know, to trickle down between 90 and 80 and 70 and 60. And people think, oh, my, my moment's worth 60 bucks. But that's not the case because there's only three moments that stop you from $60 to $100. And then there's a, there's a wall of 100, right? So I think that's like an exploit of um, like the market uh, like psychology and behavior. Super interesting stuff. It is, it is interesting too. I know, you know, when I go to buy a moment, oftentimes I don't even think about, you know, you certainly look at the floor and you, and you look at how close it is to something higher, but I also look at, you know, of course, cereal and everything else, but how many are in circulation, how many are unopened, how many Top Shot has still. I mean, there's all these different things that you consider when you go to buy a moment. So this, this Wade will definitely be interesting. Um, and to your point initially, right, they minted, they minted to the demand. So why would somebody spend $9 to sell it for, you know, three, four, five dollars It'll, it'll be interesting to see again, Mensa test. And, uh, I'm unfortunately, I think that we're going to fail. As why a were people selling $4 archives yesterday? You know, that's, that's, I guess where I sort of, yeah, I'm, I'm with Mike here that I don't trust people right now. Well, I mean, I would assume, you know, when you buy a typical pack, you get a number of players and you may be trying to get a particular player or, you know, a few particular players. But this is legitimately you signed up for a moment of a particular person like this is it. There's no hidden. There's no guessing. You signed up for what you're getting right. Like when you get a pack, you, may be, hoping for, you may be hoping for something that you didn't get, but. In this instance, that's out the wall. That like, you you signed up knowing you're going to get a particular moment of a particular player, and you knew uh, hopefully you knew the mint count was going to be high. So I don't that's know. A good it, point. It's going to be that's a good point. Here's here here's a hypothetical for you, right? Um, imagine one of those archive set moments was minted to ten thousand. Just a random player, right? It could be any one of them. Minted to ten thousand. It was at four bucks. So. Hypothetically, the market cap is $40,000, right? It's like, hypothetical. You, you can never do this. It's impossible. But but would it be worth spending $40,000 to buy 10000 of a single moment that you would be the only owner of ever? It's a really interesting question because, like, it, it would you, – you could never complete that set, right? Like uh, – and you would, you would consequently make that thing very valuable. And it's not unlike what we've done with Diallo, right? Where if you buy up enough of them, um, there's just not enough. Like if you want to complete a set, you're kind of stuck. And it's just, it's a really interesting, I think about this sometimes. Like what would you rather have? Like a, a LeBron um, Series 1 MGLE or hypothetically every single moment from some 10k archive moment you know uh because i think it'd be more fun to have every single moment from the archive set it'd just be it'd be kind of fun i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm different <laughs> like that it'd be bold i'm not i'm not sure i would enjoy it in the same way like when i look at top shot i look at top shot as a means to like i i just simply enjoy the moments um and yes, there's an element of like a financial flex of like my account has gone up X amount or, or I'm, I'm in, I've enjoyed like the process of building up my account where it is. 
but like having 10,000 of the same moments I don't know I'm, I'm not sure that like it would mean as much to me like yes financially it might be a, a great financial decision but like would I be proud of having 10,000 of the same moment I don't know it, it's Mike, a weird. Mike stop lying you want 10,000 Al Harrington's right now I know you do I know it I want 10,000 Rajon Rondos <laughs> Oh, that's right. You're you're a Celtics guy. You're a Celtics guy. That's fair. Yes, I, I'm you know, a diehard Celtics fan. Give me give me all of the Celtics moments I can get. I was ecstatic when I was able to get Paul Pierce uh, archive moment. Didn't get the running back, but the archive moment. It would be you know it's sort of like uh, I don't know is it is it the card game Hearts where you're trying to shoot the moon, collect everything, including the queen, but if you screw it up, you're you got a handful of points, right? Is that I think that's the game. That's so you. Well, I mean, like here, there, let's look at it this way. There aren't many gamification elements on Top Shot. There really aren't. Like, and it kind of sucks. The only, like, there's one gamification element I can think of that's pretty obvious. It's called find the bottleneck. And uh, everyone seems to to to, uh, to be captivated by that game. But again, it's a hypothetical question. But if you could buy 10,000, if, if you could own every single, um, you know, uh, uh, 10,000 versions of Darius Miles, like, would you want to do it? Because you'd be the, the only owner of that. You'd have the only, you'd be the exclusive owner of Darius Miles on the platform. It sounds stupid, but it's a funny thing to think about. And not that I would ever, it's again, it's impossible, but it's just something, it's yeah. fun to think about in the context of this platform. It, it, it is, it is interesting. And it would, it would be, I think you, I think there would be an incredible rush to try and get them all. I know, we have a wolf, right? Spine who has the Holy Trinity of Diallos. And I know for him, there was a huge rush to be able to do that. And, and I think, I think it would be neat, but you've got situations where people don't rip packs, Steve talking to you. And uh, so you couldn't collect every moment because there's moments that Top Shot has, there are moments that are unopened in packs. It, it, it would be nearly impossible, but actually, it, let me, let me tell you a story that hasn't been told. This is actually a funny story. It's, exactly what i'm describing so this was right before christmas last year series one series one was coming to a close and i was just crunching some numbers crunching some data and i recognized because i was one of the few people crunching the top shot data at the time that uh but i recognized that harry giles was one of the rarest bases on the platform and they weren't releasing anymore it was minted to a thousand but they only released something like 200 harry giles moments so Basically, the it was um, it was only possible to make two hundred complete base sets. He was like the ultimate blocker. The thing was, Harry Giles was like just a random player that no one wanted, and he was in the market maybe for like five bucks. So I recognized this, and so what I ended up doing was I opened up like I don't know fifty tabs on my computer, and I bought every single one. I think there are probably forty listed in the market. I bought every fucking moment and there were no more and it was insane because all of a sudden again discord was pretty small back then but everyone was like uh what just happened to harry giles there aren't any more in the market what the hell <laughs> right and it was like a hypothetical but like i don't know it cost me let's say i don't know probably less than 200 bucks or 300 bucks but i i bought the entire availability of a, a single moment 
And it actually caused fucking a ton of shit because it became a very infamous moment. They wrote a blog on it, like Top Shot wrote a blog on it in January because it was such a blocker to complete the Series 1 base set. And like it just became known as like the infamous Harry Giles moment, and it still kind of is. Some of it's kind of been lost to history, but um, anyways, it just seems like a relevant story. And my heart was racing the entire time I was clicking by on every single one of those moments because I'm like, this has never been done before. No one's bought like the entire inventory up for some random moment that just no one really kind of knows about. And anyways, that's my that's my story that I haven't shared until now. Fun Harry Giles fact. Uh, what is Harry Giles claim to fame? Uh, Steve o- Steve owns him. Well, yes, but but the <laughs> the Harry Giles claim to fame is that he was the number one player in the country for two consecutive years in high school, and basically was like out of a pretty stellar class that that 2018 class um, was far and away thought to be the number one pick before he had his back injury. So, like, out, out of Tatum, Lonzo, all those guys, Giles was that dude. And then he has the back injury and was just never the same guy. I had no idea. Yeah, that's a pretty crazy story, too. I guess that's similar with, like, um, Michael Porter Jr., right? Like, he, he had a back injury, and I think he was dismissed as, um, you know, potentially a, a, a problematic you know, player because of that. And, and, you know, look so at him now. It, it was some of that. So Porter Jr. is a, a bit more of an interesting story in the sense that it wasn't just that he had to, uh, he had the back injury and then he also tore his ACL. But the other issue with him is there's some family stuff out there. Um, his dad um, was a coach in their Missouri team. It was part of the reason why he ended up at Missouri. Um, and Jonte Porter, his brother ended up uh, there as well after transferring. Like, there were a bunch of like weird family thing dynamics, which you'll see occasionally. DeAndre Ayton's kind of a similar story, despite the fact that he went number one. You'll see those things in college and high school, which make talent evaluators kind of pause before wanting to commit millions of dollars to a player. So here's a question for you, because you sound like you're you're pretty knowledgeable about this. You have a good, um, yeah, you seem like you have a good uh, history of the game. Is, is being like a son of a player, is that generally an asset or like a liability? Because just as you're just saying that, it sounds like if you're... T- you guys there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I think we, we, we may have Steve. lost Steve. Lost him into the uh, Matrix. Well, to Steve's actual point, what I would say is it, it's a major asset. So there's... The genes, which is one part of it. Um, You're already winning the genetic lottery as a player. But I think the other part of it, Steph and Clay are great examples, right? So you look at those two, and those guys learned how to be pros from a really, really young age. And I think in today's day and age, I think the difference between this generation, this is kind of a broader conversation, the... um, the guys of this generation are way more polished. You know, you look at you look at Tatum, um, you look at Lonzo, um, Zion. All these guys are super super polished. But but to the point on um, being the son of famous athletes, they're even more polished because they know the the ins and outs of what it's really like to deal with the media, what it's really really like to be flying on planes day to day because they flew with their parents regularly, like. 
there are just things that I think the average 18-year-old who comes in the league just doesn't realize. It takes time, effort, and energy to really become a an impact asset in the league. And, you know, your, your mind, frankly, is the most important thing day-to-day in terms of, of dealing with a lot of the BS that comes with being in the league. And, you know, having a parent who's been there and can have those conversations with you both early on and when you get into the league, I think are super important. Yeah, I think it's true. And like you said, the genes is a big part, you know. Uh, you know, we did Kia Nurse, who has a WNBA moment there, good player in the league. Her family lineage is crazy. I'm a big hockey fan, and her brother plays for my favorite team, the Edmonton Oilers. Their uncle's Donovan McNabb. His dad, you know, played college and then CFL football. And so, yeah, those the genes thing is huge. Maybe sometimes the superstars who have kids, so I wonder if it's hard for the kids to live up to the expectations. I don't know. I think that's limited, though. So, like, uh, uh, so Jordan's the most famous example, but, like, the, the, the outsized issues that Marcus Jordan had are relative to, like, name another NBA superstar who, who's had kids, like, physically in the league. Mo- most good players who come to the league, their parents were typically like kind of middle of the road players. Like Greg Anthony was an all-star. Yeah. But like Cole was one of the top play, play, high school players very early on. Same goes for Austin Rivers. People forget Austin Rivers was the number one player in the country in high school in the 15 draft. Like he was an elite high school athlete and widely thought to be a potential number one pick. And then he just struggled at Duke and that was that. But like, that's a normal thing to have a kind of a parent who's good, but not great. But at the elite level, yeah, it can get tough for sure. Yeah, definitely. Mark, did we get you back? Yes. I don't know what happened. I apologize, but I am back. I don't know. We got Steve back too. Um, I think we are going to have to wrap it up here though. I am about to make an exit out of my house. I, Mike, I really appreciate you uh, joining us for hours on end, man. It's very nice. No worries, man. I'm about to uh, head out myself. I got to do a little bar hopping, have a good time. I appreciate it tonight, boys. Yeah, really, really appreciate it. And Steve, we appreciate it. And Mark, thanks for co-hosting. Everybody listen. We do this generally every Friday right now. Uh, We get on at about 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern, and we talk Top Shot and basketball for hours on end. And uh, everyone's always invited to jump up and give their two cents. And hold those Diallos and uh, keep the Wolfpack on notifications this week because we have some really good giveaways coming that we aren't allowed to tell you what they are. So uh, we got lots of giveaways. And I think next week, Mark, maybe when we do our trivia, we quiz Steve about moments in his collection. (laughs) I love it. I love we it. have his collection open and he has to answer questions about it. I don't know, Steve, we might we might pull some some stuff on you here. That'll be great. That'll be great. And if yeah. he loses, he has to give me the moment. Yeah. Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Love it. That's great. Thanks everybody for listening. Wolfstead was awesome. We appreciate y'all. And uh we'll we'll talk.